Hey folks, welcome once again to Chattanooga Drive-In Show, the Chattanooga Drive-In Show. This is the new podcast daily, Monday through Friday. It will be posted every weekday morning at 5 a.m. Entertaining information, informative entertainment, Chattacentric podcast. This thing is designed and produced with the sole goal of complete domination of the morning drive. Uh, If you were listening to a radio station and their regular morning show, hopefully you will discontinue doing that and listen to this podcast instead. And of course, don't think we're letting TV off the hook either because TV morning shows are terrible beyond all comprehension as we all know. (laughs) And why would it take three or four hours to, to, to get you the information you need and just to get a, a smile on your face in the morning. It's not that difficult. My name is Jeff Stiles. I've been doing it for almost 30 years. I'm joined by my partners here, Jen Lambert and Russell Stroud and Brian Stone. And we'll go ahead and get things kicked off in just a second with news and sports. I just want to say one thing. I just want you guys to kind of keep something in mind today. I saw this bit of trivia, just a little factoid yesterday, and and as you're making your way through your morning, keep this in mind. In the state of Tennessee, every 24 seconds, somebody falls victim to a road rage incident on state highways, interstates, byways, throughways, other ways. Every 24 seconds, here in the volunteer state, where people supposedly love and support each other and we're friendlier than most other parts of the country, every 24 seconds, somebody is the victim of road rage. And I I just want you guys to think about it. Can't we leave this guy alone? Poor guy's just trying to get from work to home, home to work, A to B, and every 24 seconds, somebody's messing with him. Get off the guy's back. Get off his grill. <laughs> what do you have against this fellow? If I see him, I'm going to give him a hug. I'm just that's just Aww, that's just me. That's nice. That's just me. And he'll say, "You should have seen what happened to me 24 seconds ago." Can you imagine what this guy's day is like? Every <laughs> time he goes man. home to his wife, every 24 seconds. <laughs> uh, it took me three years to get here. Coming up here in just a second, we'll have sports with Dave Hooker off the hook. But we're going to start off with Russell Stroud and news. After three months, there's still no sign of missing five-year-old girl Summer Wells who disappeared from her home in Hawkins County. The Tennessee Bureau of Investigation says they've received more than 1,200 tips, but so far none of them have led to anything. They're looking for a 1998-2000 to red or maroon Toyota truck that was reported in the area of Beach Creek Road where the girl disappeared. They say the driver is not considered a suspect, they just want to know what he knows. If you have any information on where Summer Wells is, call 1-800-TBI-FIND. That's 1-800-TBI-FIND. The Ed Johnson Memorial is set to be unveiled on Sunday near the Walnut Street Bridge. Johnson was a black man who was lynched by a mob, ultimately hung from the Walnut Street Bridge, and shot multiple times. He was accused of the sexual assault of a white woman. He had a solid alibi and maintained his innocence, but he was still convicted. A stay of execution was issued by a federal judge, but a lynch mob broke into the jail where Mr. Johnson was being held and killed him. The TVA has given up its permit to complete the Belafonte nuclear power plant in Alabama after nearly 50 years of turmoil. The TVA halted work on the facility back in 2016 and attempted to put the property up for sale. There was a buyer, but the permit to continue construction could not be transferred. This new move means that there will likely be no continued work on a nuclear power plant on that property. Week three of college football action. I'm Dave Hooker, Off the Hook Sports. And let's get right to that because it does involve a Chattanooga team. The Mocs, as a matter of fact, will travel to Kentucky. Kentucky 2-0 and 
Tough game for the Mocs, but a money game. That should help the bottom line. As for Tennessee, they will host Tennessee Tech. And then we get into the main course. It's Alabama, the top team in the nation, taking on Florida at the Swamp. It will be loud. Can Bryce Young, the quarterback, continue his elite play for the Crimson Tide? Then another marquee matchup, but it's non-conference. Auburn's only played Penn State twice in their history, but they'll play in Happy Valley tonight. Auburn ranked 22 in the nation thanks to some surprising play by Bo Nix. Penn State ranked number 10 in the nation. And lastly, hope you had a good week. At least you're not Minnesota Vikings defensive end. Everson Griffin suffered a concussion in a car accident this week after swerving to miss a deer. What makes it doubly worse? He was already on COVID-19 protocol. I'm Dave Hooker, Off the Hook Sports. Have a great day, everyone. And starting things off as we do here at the Chattanooga Driving Show, the upfront wrap-up. The upfront wrap-up where we look at the biggest stories of the day right here, right now, just in case you're in a hurry and this is all you got time for. We'll try to do it in about 10 minutes or so. And uh, this is brought to you, this particular segment, by Pure Blue Pools. Your pool veterans with over 40 years combined experience in pool repairs, upgrades, and maintenance. Call today to get on the list to close your pool for the season professionally. 645-1804 for those of you out of the area code zone here, 423-645-1804, Pure Blue Pools, all right? As we get things going here, let's go ahead and talk right off the bat about a local story, um, and that is the county considering cutting off the funds for the DA's office. I heard about that, yeah. Yeah, me too. Now, we we, we discussed this once before, and, and the fact is that the, the District Attorney General, uh, Neil Pinkston, is extremely good at his job. He's good at putting bad guys behind bars. He's good at determining what the real situation is when crimes have been committed or alleged to have been committed. Um, he certainly stepped into a minefield when he married a, a staff or an employee and then took on and put on the county payroll her brother. Um, I'm not going to be sitting here making judgment calls, but I have to say that the county commission has every reason to be concerned. But this is kind of like killing a spider with a meat cleaver. <laughs> That's a good analogy. Don't I think. you think? Yeah. If if she already, if Melidia Cluel, who is his wife, already had the job before they became, it was being paid by the state, husband and wife. Yes. Then wouldn't that just kind of be okay? My issue, well, not my issue, but the issue in my mind is that her brother was hired. That's that's the biggest sticking point. There's no doubt about it. But I mean, the fact is, is that he actually did say in front of the commission that county monies were not going toward their salaries. And that turns out to be untrue. And he has yet to show up since. And neither has his wife or the brother-in-law to talk to the county commissioners. Now, Commissioner Tim Boyd, who we all know, mm -hmm. and I'm not taking any stabs at Tim here, but this is everybody who's been keeping up with the story knows this to be true. General Pinkston went after Tim Boyd on alleged racketeering charges. Now, they did not pan out, but I'd say a grudge is probably being held. And the yeah. idea of withholding funds from an entire department, especially the department that prosecutes crime 
in our county doesn't make any sense to no, me. No, no, me neither. They yeah. got to be able to act like grownups. Um, Russell is going to be going into this a little bit deeper and a little bit. We call him Russell the Love Muscle, and he'll be flexing his muscle. The drone strike, my God. Um, I, I don't even I don't even have words to describe how I feel about this. When we were still thinking, and I don't want to get too deep into it and take away your thunder, Russell, but mm-hmm. when we were still thinking we got a bad guy with a couple of members of his family, I was thinking, you know what, collateral damage, you can't you know, make an omelet without breaking eggs. I know we're talking about human life here, but I mean, I don't remember anybody you know, moaning and groaning about the fact that a, a couple of Bin Laden's wives got killed, <laughs> right. you know, but now we're saying that it wasn't even a bad guy. Yeah, we'll talk more about that in a little bit. Just amazing, and 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 you, the Biden administ- the Biden administration didn't need this right now. All right, we can all agree on that. That's just an absolute beyond the pale screw up. Okay, um, how many show of hands? In all of you out there and listening, you can raise your hand if you'd like to. You probably look stupid in the car, but that's fine. You know, nobody cares. We're not judging here. How many people actually watched the testimony of Simone Biles? And Michaela Maroney. I watched bits of it. And the gymnastics foobar. Yes. I didn't, no, I didn't watch it. I heard it. I didn't watch it. If the IOC is out of touch, the global gymnastics world has never been in touch. And the (laughs) FBI is part and parcel with this. And that's where the tears came from that day. And they were very real tears. That was hard to watch. Very. We're talking about young women talking about being raped mm-hmm. at the age of 13 by the man that they were supposed to trust more than anybody else on the planet. And the FBI knew it was going on and turned a blind eye. Who has that authority to tell every agent that was contacted, don't follow this up? I don't know, and I wonder if that person is still at the agency. It's just, a, it, it's shocking, but I guess maybe it shouldn't surprise us too much knowing how things go in the and bureaucracy. FBI director did apologize, and you can figure out pretty much exactly how far that went. Yeah, how much is that how worth? Far, how far, how, what was that apology worth? Yeah. And I mean, I don't know how many people would actually be dismissed or terminated over this, but good God, the heads need to roll somewhere. They're, I don't, don't want to see innocent people, you know, terminated or are facing jail time just to be, you know, made a, a scapegoat. That's probably what's going to happen, though, is you'll see someone who's further down the, the totem pole who didn't have a choice in the matter who's going to fall on their sword and resign, and the director is not going to have a scratch on them. We'll come back local in a second. This, look, look what difference a day makes, all right, as we continue the upfront wrap-up here on the Chattanooga Drive-In Show. By the way, being broadcast from the Lodge Cast Iron Studio today the lodge cast iron studio thanks to the kellermans over there in south pittsburgh what great folks they are out there just what a difference a day makes this is <laughs> i'm reading uh, from a, a paper on a day just a couple of days ago indo-pacific alliance announced great oh, this is good right uh president joe biden announced wednesday that the united states is forming a new indo-pacific security alliance with britain and australia it's going to be called AUKUS. Be careful with that. AUKUS. He spoke an acronym. Call a doctor. Um, and everybody was happy, right? No. 
no. And someone said, "Ock you." <laughs> yes, the, the the Francos did. The yes. French did. Yeah. The French were not now, happy. You, you, you had, <laughs> what is this? You expect Putin to pull his ambassador out of D.C. over nothing, right? You don't expect our original allies, <laughs> the, the French, to pull their ambassador indefinitely over a submarine deal. Of all the things, I mean, so yeah, that's one day, and then I look on the very next day, Biden angers France and the European <laughs> Union with new Australia UK initiative. My God. And they're talking about being stabbed in the back, however you say that in French. Uh, and something mort. But like, <laughs> it's like, what What did you do? You know, it's like tripping over a, a cable in a studio and like a bunch of tripods fall over. And it's like, all you did was try to walk from one end of the room to the other. He spoke French. Call a doctor. What did you do? Oh, my gosh. And in the same time, also, right before this happened, the French were jumping up and down and clapping because we helped them with another drone strike, right. one that actually worked, and we took out the leader of the Islamic State in the Greater Sahara. And we did this a couple of months ago. He finally just died of his wounds, and the French were, it was yay for America, oh. yay for their assistance <laughs> in the drone strike that took out this bad guy. I mean, a yeah. really, really bad guy, public enemy number one. Pretty much. And the Sahel. So, you know, it's 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 interesting trying to keep up even with our, our, our diplomatic relations and foreign relations with our closest allies. <laughs> with our own right? allies, yes. never mind freaking North Korea or whatever. Now, if there's anything you guys have in your mind, jump in here, but I'm just going to say uh, back locally just for a second. A third employee arrested from the Baptiste group, mm -hmm. who I think all of us were very much defensive of in the beginning. We're going, these people are doing God's work. Why are these politicians in Nashville on their back so bad? Well, it's because they kept making out with the kids. Yeah, they're and, all molesting the kids. I mean, when a 22-year-old woman kisses a 16-year-old boy, there was a time when they would have written a song about it. It would have gone to the top 40. During your lifetime. He was only 16, only 16. But you can't do that in this day and age. And my question is this, and I haven't heard it explained. The three employees that got in trouble, for, is it the same kid? Well, maybe it was the kid. Maybe we should be looking at this overactive, hyper-sixteen-year-old. Hyper I, I, I most certainly cannot. No, you can't blame it on the person who's under eighteen in a foreign country. I don't think you can do that. Oh, I don't know. This podcast is canceled before it even starts. <laughs> it's all right. Jeez, and we're worried about cancel culture. We're screwed. Screwed, blued, and tattooed, let me tell you that. Uh, the Chattanooga Drive-In Show. In one hour, you'll be informed, warned, entertained, and brain-sprained. Thank you very much for tuning in today. And one more, let me just kind of slide this in there. This is sort of close to my heart, and that is the California fires. The fires have gotten much, much better out west as far as uh, you know, the, being able to wrap them up. We've still got major ones that have been burning for months, but the real worry right now is Sequoia National Park. Mm -hmm. The idea of the General Sherman, the largest living thing on the planet, burning up is heartbreaking, you know, beyond description. I, I can't even fathom it. And they have completely evacuated the park. And this is not like a lot of these other fires. And you remember when President Trump said the Forest Service needs to get in there and clean out the forest floor, you know, rake up the debris so it doesn't, you know, catch fire. And clearly you can't rake national forest floors, but he is correct. I mean, the undergrowth, there's long been a debate about cutting it, uh, pre-prescribed burns and things of this nature. Mm -hmm. They've done all that around the sequoias for years, and they're still being threatened. And don't think these, these, these trees have not been threatened by fire before. They're thousands and thousands of years old, and they have, 
but these fires are burning remarkably intensely and I just can't imagine much that would be worse. When Australia, the entire continent was on fire last year and we were losing billions of animals and possibly species, we've almost forgotten that. And well, if right y'all have ever that, been there yeah. and looked at those trees, and the idea of losing them is just heartbreaking. It is, yeah. And, and that sort of got buried in the headlines, too, because almost immediately afterward, we had coronavirus hitting yeah. us. Yeah. So for a while, we were talking about how the, the worst thing to happen this year is going to be the Australia wildfires and how <laughs> wrong we were about that. Did you see how they're wrapping the base of the largest trees with fire-resistant blankets? I did no, not. that's a good idea, though. Yeah, they're doing that. I think that's a great idea. Do you guys have anything in particular? For headlines? Sure. Um, wrap up? Well, not uh, on the national front, no. I had a whole thing. You kind of threw me a curveball, actually. I was expecting to do my whole deep dive on a completely different topic, so I'm kind of <laughs> scrambling. Well, that's okay. Go ahead. Go ahead and talk about the drone strike then for a second. Okay. So uh, the article from Task and Purpose, I think, wraps it up really interestingly and uh, adds a lot of detail that gets left out in some of the newspaper articles. So the military was given intelligence that there's going to be a strike on the Hamid Karzai airport in Kabul, which of course has been the site of all the evacuations recently, and they were given one key piece of intel. The strike was going to occur by operatives from the Iraqi branch of ISIS in a white Toyota Corolla. Do you know how many white Toyota Corollas there are in Iraq? All of them? All of them. <laughs> Every single Toyota Corolla ever in production has been sh shipped to Iraq. So an American Predator drone then launches and they spot the vehicle that they seem to be certain was the white Toyota Corolla that uh, contained the uh, ISIS, uh, ISIS operative. So they launched their, their missile and killed 10 individuals. It turned out those 10 individuals were all civilians. Well, that's a pretty big screw up, right? So what's been the response on our side, right? Like what have we said uh, following that? Not a whole lot meaningfully. The Marine General says that he takes full responsibility for the strike, but yet they still stand by their intelligence. I don't know where the intel came from. Obviously, they're not going to say where it came from, but whoever it was should probably not be on the CIA payroll anymore. And that's all I have to say about that. That's enough. And I'll just, do you have anything, Jen? Well, you know, I've been following the story about the missing 22-year-old girl who yeah. took a trip out. Yeah, you know, West, you know, with her boyfriend or fiance. Missing person stories don't normally get my attention, but this one did because yeah. of all the extenuating circumstances yes, around exactly. it, all the people that saw the argument. And wh if you can't mellow out at the arches in right. Moab, right. you got no mellow in you. Yeah. It's very fishy. now, And now the boyfriend's missing. The boyfriend came yeah. back to Long Island, and not one day later, he, he is now missing. I'm yeah, doing he, air quotes. Uh, he yeah. was apparently last seen by his parents on Tuesday. Uh, and following that, they have no idea where he is. It, and it looked was to me like she was the one who she was, was, you know. She was and said so. Uh, yeah. She, mm -hmm. They she got into an argument. They, they're they in, in, in an RV. They've got closed space. She says she has OCD. She mm -hmm. was cleaning up. Right. He came in with dirty feet. She mm -hmm. got mad. They got into an argument. It got loud. Somebody called the cops. Cops showed up. They said she was the aggressor. Mm -hmm. She apologized. He apologized. I'm so sorry this went public. We're okay. That was it. That was it. That was it. And then she disappeared. And just disappears completely. And now he's gone too. And he drove all the way back to, and it was Florida, not New York, drove all the way back to Florida to his parents' house in the van that she uh, apparently owned because they were mm -hmm. doing the whole van life thing, yeah. uh, which, you know, is the perfect thing Nomadland. for early 20s to sure do. Sure it is. Um, 
and there's you know there's a whole bunch of speculation going on. I think it's too early to say who may be responsible and what happened, but the police are still treating it like a missing persons case, not a recovery. Mm-hmm. Now, for those of you who only listen to the podcast and do not watch, by the way, we have our own YouTube channel. We're on Facebook. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Radiocast, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, whatever. Um, somebody who does his own podcast, our producer Brian Stone does Stone on Air. And Brian, are you able over there with all the the switches and the knobs and everything to join us for one second? I got a question. I absolutely can, yes. All right, if you have anything on your mind you'd like to add to the upfront wrap up, feel free. But I did want to ask you is it possible, is it possible for a professional football team to kick off their season? in as inglorious a way as the Titans did because no. you were there. No, no, the answer is no. Yeah, no, no. it couldn't be done. <laughs> yeah. My God, did in, they even show up? In the up? segment, no. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, well, that was easy. Absolutely terrible. As bad a football game as I've ever watched. And and I've been I've seen a lot of bad football. But you're not – I have not watched football in that setting with that much anticipation. So that's why I say it's as bad as, as anything I've ever seen. They, they, they were, were so good toward the tail end of the last season, and they've done nothing except improve their lineup. What Jeff, happened? It, it's almost like practice and playing in the preseason kind of matters. <laughs> hey, there's a reason we've done practice. this for 55 years. Practice? I'm a franchise player. You talking about practice? Because now the trend is to not play in the preseason. and, and only, I mean, they practice, but practice is not a game. And uh, yeah, it's almost like that matters. Do you regret not going to Moon River now? I regret it beyond belief. <laughs> you should. I regret it beyond belief because every single person I've ever met in the history of my life was there, and yeah. I like about I half would. of them. We'll, t- we'll, we'll talk more about it here <laughs> a little there. bit. We're talking about, about it. Well, then one person I met didn't go. Last <laughs> last one on the upfront wrap up, real quick, and it's uh, it's check out the check out the byline on this one. Check out the Dateline byline on this one. Aboard the papal plane. <laughs> That's it. Not Vatican. Sounds like not a, Rome. Sounds like a John Grisham novel. I know. I was gonna, aboard the papal plane. Tom that's that's, that's your byline. Uh, the Pope, Pope Francis says there is no room for politics when it comes to communion. Uh, leave President Biden alone and leave everybody else alone. It doesn't matter what their policies or beliefs are about pro-life, pro-choice, or anything else when it comes to communion everybody deserves to be able to drink the wine and eat the wafer. I agree. The Spoken like a true papist. The, <laughs> yes, flesh. Yeah, and, and, and he's chief among them, as a matter of fact. Maybe you didn't know that. Uh, but actually, p- pretty interesting. Francis does not shy away from controversy. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. And, and, uh, That's his, what I like about his him. His blunt comments from time to time are very refreshing. Everybody's got one. Everybody's got one. Everybody's got one. This is the uh, actual dedicated editorial slot for the Chattanooga Drive-In Show podcast. We appreciate you guys tuning in today and every day, Monday through Friday. We'll have it posted at 5 a.m. And hopefully we'll get 10 pounds of of informative entertainment jammed into a two-pound bag for you. In other words, that four-hour show, three-hour show, you don't need that much time. An hour ought to be able to get it done. And the editorial, the Everybody's Got One segment, is brought to you by Atomic Films. The proven, dependable source for all tri-state businesses, events, even individual video and film projects, from commercials to training films to whatever you got. Just tell Dave Lang what you need, 423-364-3823, 364-3823, or search Atomic Films here in the Scenic City on the net. Editorial 
Uh, feel free, by the way, to comment on anything that's ever said here. You can contact Jen. You can. And your comments will be shared. Yes, you can contact me at Chattanooga Drive In Show at gmail.com or you can call 423 635 3557 or text. Last week, we actually had some very positive things to say about Lee University. Uh, you were talking about their music program. Incredible music program. And we said that Lee tends to turn out very, very good students. And I want y'all to really ponder this for a second. How many students do you think that Lee University has turned out, good students who've gone on to become good community members and pillars of the community for all practical purposes, leaders of men and, and, and business, and they were gay? LGBTQ. I think, I think quite a lot. Quite a lot. Yes. I mean, I mean, it, it is a Christian school. We all understand that. And I think everybody listening to this podcast knows about those little phrases in Leviticus and a couple of other places in the good book that deal with homosexuality. And the fact is, it's not going to make any difference. The population of people who tend to feel that way and have sexual yearnings in that direction is always going to be the same. And every institution is always going to have them. Uh, they do not have a policy, which they could. Being a private religious school, they could just ban gay behavior. They yeah. could ban being a gay student. They could not accept a student based on their sexual orientation. That They could do that. Mm -hmm. And they have every right to do that. I'm not saying they would be right, but they have the right. If I want to form a, a private club called the We Hate Sean Hannity Club, I don't have to force my fellow members to accept a Sean Hannity fan into my club unless I'm getting tax dollars. Well, the point of a club is that there is a level of exclusivity, right? Like That's we have the freedom to gather. If I had the Russell Club, like mine. I'm not going to let somebody named Jim in. I was going to say, that way. I was going to say, uh, but here's what's happening is that a guy, a young man, just 21 years old, his name is Joie St. Hubert. We're back to speaking French again. <laughs> Joie St. Hubert, a senior, after accepting his money for three years, they suspended slash expelled him for a TikTok post. Oh, Not because he was gay, but because he put a social media post that said these words. It was a video of himself, a selfie, sitting at a cafe, and it said, let's see here, currently watching homophobic sorority girls on campus pass me by. And then he turned the camera on himself and winked. That was it. That was it. And the school suspended, and at this point, I think, has gone into full expulsion. Wow for this young man for posting this saying that he repeatedly violated the school's policies on language, internet, and inappropriate use of technological devices. They have not provided one other time, one other instance where he misused social media. Let me say it again. This was the message. Currently watching homophobic sorority girls on campus Pass me by. Okay, so he didn't mention the name of the school. No. Hmm. Then they don't he have did a not, to stand He on. didn't identify the girls. He didn't even identify himself beyond the TikTok post itself. He didn't say, I'm gay. That's He was too making far. an observation. He was making an observation with his own eyes to his people on his account that he communicates with through social media. And they have not only expelled him, 
they have now changed the code. Oh, interesting. They have changed the actual code so it will, in retrospect, protect this remarkably stupid decision. Yeah. So after saying so many kind things about Lee last week, and I'm not going after the whole university, obviously, here, you blew this one. Mm -hmm. The guy is a senior. Again, if his money was good enough for three and a half years, why are you expelling him now? There's no doubt in my mind that other students and the faculty knew his persuasion, his orientation. What about this particular post would have gotten under anybody's skin to this point unless the girls pictured that are supposedly homophobic sorority girls, I don't know if they belong to a Greek you know, organization, happen to be related to somebody or happen to be important. Don't well, you think that's the underlying thing here? Were they the in question, the video? Though. Yes. Well, maybe That, maybe that raises the, one issue, but maybe, another issue is um, like who reported it and for what? You know, like someone would have to bring it to the university. Well, maybe, somebody maybe had to see it on TikTok and, and yeah. go narc on him yeah. Yeah. to somebody in the uppity ups at Lee, and then they had to go and talk to other people. You know that can't be a unilateral decision, not even by right. the president. Right. And so they all had to sign off on this. Yeah. And they all said, well, you know this is going to make a stink. And they got no excuse. They got no answer. They said the university will reserve the right to deem what is inappropriate and explicit. What is inappropriate or explicit about that comment? About just that video, I don't think that there's really anything that... I mean, other than putting the girls on video, I think that's inappropriate. But um, it seems like there's more to it than just that that's not being said. I just don't know why. I I, I believe that Brian was one of the first people... I, Brian Stone was one of the first people I ever knew in his age bracket who just said bluntly... Nobody cares. We were talking about, you know, LGBTQ issues. Maybe it was even before the T and the Q were added on to it, you know, back in the day. It was and, definitely before they added the actual. Yeah. And, but I, and he just, he goes, no, nobody my age cares. And here's somebody who's 21, even younger than you, Russell. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and he's waded into this minefield with, with no intent. I just, I can't believe I this. I, and this is intent. front page Times Free Press story from yesterday it, a part of me the the cynical part of me wonders if getting all this attention is is part of the ploy though you know with this uh, this new generation of kids i don't even know anymore that's a possibility i think it's a pretty big possibility yeah the duh moment of the day the schwa moment of the day Doi. um nobody in particular being singled out here I'm just going to go ahead and say the Toy Hall of Fame. Every year, every year we discuss the Toy Hall of Fame. It's just, it's, it's impossible not to be entertained by this list. <laughs> it really is. Oh, the to- like, okay. Yeah, yes. I thought yeah. you meant like an actual like I've building. I've got my favorite. No, no, yeah. It's, 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 I, I guess there is a building, a brick and mortar <laughs> building somewhere. I, I really don't know, to say, be totally working frank. For like three years, and I don't remember this at all. But I'm talking about, you think getting into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or the Baseball Hall of Fame is tough? Getting into the Toy Hall of Fame. Well, especially since all the toys are pieces of software now. Well, I, well not anymore. Check it out. This year, this is the duh moment, and and the, the the duh comes in with one in particular. The jump rope. I really have to wonder about who's in charge of these categories and these uh, these these potential. Uh, I hope it's not the one that I pick. <laughs> Cabbage Patch Dolls. Okay. Everybody's cool with that. Down right. with that, right? Yep. Yeah. Down that with was that. the was was that the first sensational toy, 
the one that, that everybody wanted and couldn't get, uh, which went on to be Power Rangers and, and Beanie to, Babies and all that stuff. If you go back earlier than that, um, Baby Alive. Do you remember oh. those? I mean, could you not that. get a Baby Alive? Um, American do- American Girl Dolls? American Girl... Preceded Cabbage Patch Dolls, I think. I believe Probably. they did. American Girl Dolls are so incredibly expensive well could anything could anything top barbie though like it seems like all well, barbie's in barbie yeah. is in barbie ken and skipper and, and, <laughs> but younger, and malibu but playhouse younger kids are all in. can go for most of what they've chosen here <laughs> but, but, yeah, yeah. But, but anyway national toy hall of fame all right so that, that's an end that's that's an easy one that's that's the first first round inclusion mm-hmm. cabbage patch dolls among the finalists being considered for the november induction battleship oh okay Risk the divorce making game. <laughs> as bad I came, as Monopoly? I came this close, this close <laughs> to actually having a divorce paper filed against me by I, uh, my first wife because of a game of risk. Yeah. It, yeah. It'll do that to you. Um, Mahjong. Okay. Billiards. How has billiards not been gotten in there yet? Mahjong. Right. Mahjong. Everyone's Kids got Kids don't play that. Everyone's Their parents got a billi- play that. I play Mahjong. Mm-hmm. Now, here, it, the, the actual headline Jeez. of this particular story I'm looking at uses this game, another competitive game. I've never heard of it. The Settlers of Catan. Oh, it's a yeah, huge game. I don't know game. what that is. What is it? I don't know, but I heard uh, <laughs> kids my age played it. I never did, but it was big. Okay, all right. You got American Girl Dolls. Mm-hmm. You got Masters of the Universe. The Corn Popper. That's the Fisher my, Price look, Corn Popper. That's the immediate. That's my favorite. The what? That's immediate. The Corn Popper. Every toddler. Everyone. I guarantee you. Call your dad right now or your mom. I'll put $100 on the table that you had a Fisher Price Corn Popper. Everybody had one. What is it? When you first started you learning to walk. It? It's just a stick with a little bubble on the end of it. Yeah, and as you push, the wheels roll. The wheels roll, and it pops these little balls. The balls, it goes. Oh, and it sounds like popcorn. We had, um, and it drives classic. parents crazy. It's yeah. what you always get for your sister or your brother. You never buy one for yourself when you have kids. It drives you batty. It's the thing you get for the people that you don't like as much, or that you want to give hell to, and you get. For their toddler, if I remember and see, right, see they lean on it so it helps them learn to walk, and they yeah. make that popping sound. Yeah, it's yeah. a perfect toy; it gives you positive feedback. If on I it. remember right, the one I had was like it was like a clear plexiglass tube, and yeah. it was the balls going in an infinite loop around this tube. Oh, you had the fancy, I had schmancy, the, I had the nineties, nine thousand super model. corn popper. <laughs> Mine was a mid nineties model. He, he had the hot wave corn popper. He didn't have to use oil. It had a digital display and Bluetooth and Wi-Fi. But here's the duh, the duh moment of the day. Thank you to Atomic Films, all you folks for listening to the Chattanooga Drive-In Show. Up for induction, sand. Oh. Yes, sand. <laughs> okay. Sand. Well, that's a little sand bit. Sand is now a toy. Not sandbox. <laughs> Not even that special Not sand scoop. stand. <laughs> Not sand scoop. Just sand. I forgot about well, that I mean, one. It is, are twigs already in there? Are <laughs> sticks and twigs, it, it, dirt, rocks, I mean, are, are all natural elements included? Just sand. Did you, when you were a kid, always pick up like the stick that had the right angle and kind of looked like a gun and you would of play around? Of course. Yeah. We tried to keep our boys, we actually, in our house, even though I owned so many weapons, I'm a huge Second Amendment rights <clears throat> supporter and fan, of course, but I mean, we tried to raise our sons 
and a gun and knife free zone. It's I a like very that. conscious decision. Yes. We, we didn't buy them any toy guns. They would pick up a dried dog turd uh-huh. and turn it into a gun. I never showed them how to do it. I never told, hey, pick this up, make this you know thing with your finger and your thumb and go bang, bang, bang. I didn't have to show them. They just naturally know how to do it. Boys they just see do TV, that, yeah. they see cartoons, they see movies, and they see guns represented, and they'll pick this up and go bang, bang, bang every time. <laughs> I, I guarantee you, every boy count. does it. How many times my mom made me mad and I tried to shoot her, but I couldn't? Sand. Get out and play in the sand. Go pound sand, folks. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Hey, what are you doing? How you doing? How you doing? This is the segment on the Chattanooga Drive-In Show where we basically ask, what are you doing? And um, community calendar of sorts. And let me tell you, it is fall, and that means festival time. We mentioned the full moon festival, the music festival, farm festivals. There's a farm festival freya going on. Hey, it's a fracas. Um, as of right now, we got the Tennessee Valley Fair going on up in Chilhowee Park, Oktoberfest, and St. Helen. We've got the harvest celebration on the mountain up on my top of the up in my, my neck of the woods, nice. Flat Top Mountain on the other side of 111. Totally different world. I don't know what it is. There's it's a, like the Twilight that, that barrier is like the Twilight Zone. When you, when you King cross novel. 111, yeah, and you go from <laughs> Lewis Chapel Mountain to Flat Top Mountain, it's a totally different place up there. But they got isn't, corn mazes and stuff like that. Wait, isn't it the same mountain though? I know it's just different. You have to experience it. Come on up. Huh. Come on up. Go out in the corn maze and see if you run into the children of the corn <laughs> out there. Say, I'm telling you, there's something, something spooky about that side of the mountain. I don't know what it is. Uh, this one's kind of a big deal, in in my opinion. The blue and gray barbecue is going on this weekend down your, in Chickamauga. Your barbecue is blue and gray. You got problems, dude. Y'all, y'all realize this is the this is the anniversary of the battles of, of Chickamauga and Chattanooga. Oh wow! We're right I on did top not know of that. The, these, this is the anniversary right now. Well, that's the great. 158th anniversary of the Battle of Chickamauga is going on, and they will actually be doing, as a matter of fact, a huge reenactment down there over the course of the weekend. And oh. if you've never seen one of those things, man, so. They're great. I, I live in Rossville, pretty close to the battlefield, so I'll probably be hearing a lot of it. You <laughs> will. House. You'll be hearing the cannon fire. and I'll the like, oh, gosh, it's happening. You have cavalry come rushing by you while cannons are firing. You'll get into it. Yeah. Oh, no, I I've been to you'll get into so it. So for the 150th, we went to the Battle of Ringgold Gap. Sorry, I'm going off on a tangent now. No, that's all right. We went to the Battle of Ringgold Gap when I was a kid. They did a reenactment there back when they unveiled the statue of Cleburne, you know, the one they still haven't taken yes, down. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, the one they haven't taken <laughs> the down one they haven't during all this fuss and muss. Yes. Found out about yet. Um, and that was, the, I loved it. It was really great. The only other one I got here as far as farms go is Cartier Vineyards, the Crush Festival, if you're into wine. That's down in Ellijay. You know, today, uh, October 18th, is the new Songbirds grand opening. Oh, I had okay. that. Yeah, they're they're opening today. Cool. Uh, from a little, from, I think from 10 to 6, I want to say. And it is down at 35 Chestnut, uh, 35 Station Street, which, of course, is where it was before. It's at the Choo Choo, uh, yeah. Upstairs. And they've got all kinds of exhibits. And, Spinster's going to be there. Who will be there? Spinster, the band. They moved out of their oh, their, their ATM teller oh, uh, uh, box, meant, and they're, they're going out to play. I thought you Very meant people nice. who pushed for uh, <laughs> women's suffrage in the 1910s. They've got all kinds of guitars, celebrity you know, guitars, and, and uh, historic displays, and, and all sorts of cool stuff. And also... The 14th annual Three Sisters Bluegrass Festival. 
Wow. That It'll is... be good to have that back. I, I miss yeah. Fletcher so much. Yeah. Fletcher uh, Bright, the, his three sisters and actually his his sons as well and everybody they're the ones that made this happen but everybody knows Fletcher was the heartbeat right. of it and and this is a free this is a free event which oh, I think it's is fantastic. it's awesome it's down at Ross's Landing 6 to 11 October 1st and October 2nd speaking talking about music I'd, I'll never forget when Keller Williams played down there with uh, uh, his his Grateful Dead bluegrass cover band which included uh, uh, some really 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 big names and that was the year that they figured out how to bridge the traditional bluegrass you know festival crowd with the jam band festival crowd Mm -hmm. and it was a glorious thing to watch and it was a huge crowd and everybody was dancing their buns off larry keel and uh, the keel family was in that band but you also had a lot of people who were used to coming down there and setting up their chairs and walking away from them and having mm-hmm. their chairs still there when they got back. That doesn't happen with a bunch of people who are rolling on Molly and ecstasy <laughs> and dancing. <laughs> those those, those chairs got thrown to the side and it became a huge dance floor. And this one girl was coming up and she was absolutely so desperate to hug people that I stopped her before she got to the cop who was just about to arrest her as she was beginning to reach. I, just, I don't even know who she was. I just slipped an arm in. I said, sister, why don't you walk over here with me just for a second? Because, I mean, he was going for the cuffs, I'm telling oh, you. Oh, you've saved the day. That yeah. uh, sounds like my worst nightmare, but I, I bet you enjoyed it a lot. I did. I did, of course. I love I'm, I'm a people watcher. Chattanooga Football Club, CFC, also playing this weekend. And the Tennessee Association of Vintage Baseball. Brian, that seems like something that you would be interested in. They've been doing this for the last several uh, weeks. I was just looking at the uh, website the other day uh, because I saw something on one of the social medias. I would actually be involved... like to be involved with maybe playing in this league because really? you don't have to have any talent. <laughs> old school, old school stick baseball. But I, I gotta have they, a, uh, I gotta have a glove. Like I can't play baseball from 1876 when they don't have gloves. The, the Abner rules, Double Day didn't have a glove. The rules back in those days before. I don't know if they played to this ex- exact uh, authenticity, but you could throw the baseball at the player to get them out and hit it. Yeah, yeah. like kickball. You hit them with. Yeah. The, now I don't think that I don't think they play to those rules, but. There's no gloves. I, I don't want to throw a baseball actually, with my bare hands. Could you imagine Nolan Ryan pegging you out as you tried to steal third? Yeah, you die. <laughs> At 102 miles an hour. I've actually, believe it or not, watched quite a few of these games online because I think they're really interesting. I didn't know we had one here locally. Yeah, they so dre- they dress and have the they got the, the hats and the, yeah the hats yeah. and the whole the, the whole deal. They play it they play it like it's was played in eighteen seventy six. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. During, I mean, it was. it was popularized during the Civil War. You yeah. know, I mean, it, it was like they originally wanted to have twelve players. They said we only got nine. All right, let's go with nine. You know, World <laughs> War One had, had soccer all kinds and the of rules. Civil War had baseball. They were just making it up as they went, and that's going on this weekend. And the final one, uh, we have several events marking the anniversary of the lynching of Ed Johnson. Yes. Uh, the Ed Johnson Memorial has been dedicated and uh, is now up down at the Walnut Street Bridge, and we will be talking more about that in just a little bit. The Chattanooga Drive-In Show, the Tri-State Region's Drive-In Theater of the Mind, featuring the voice of the city's communicator, 
for three decades. Jeff Stiles with a Y. Uh, co-host Jen Lambert, Russell Stroud, news director, Dave Hooker with sports, and Brian Stone. We also have contributors, Jeff Greenspan and Taft Sibley online with us, streaming everywhere on every platform all the time, Monday through Friday, posted every morning at 5 a.m. Make sure you continue to listen and spread the word. This is the Regional Roundup Shotgun Shoutout section, and this is basically just a bunch of little notes from people around our region, places around our region, little blurbs about hither and yon in the entire tri-state area. And you guys jump in and we'll just kind of rotate. All right, I've got one from Alex Lambert from Red Bank. And she says the line for the Dayton Boulevard Taco Bell is atrocious around or after midnight. It usually ends up bleeding into the road, which can be dangerous. They should take a look at how Chick-fil-A does things. (laughs) All right. Um, I don't really have a shout out because I've been so out of the loop for the last like two weeks. Well, your girlfriend was I'm, in town. We yeah, sorry. My girlfriend was in town. She left on Wednesday and I've been a mess ever since. So sorry. The tear in your eye is a dead giveaway. <laughs> it's just too much. All right, well, we'll script, we'll skip you for the Sorry. time and see what you can find. All right, now, actually, from My Chambers, our friend My Chambers, a great reporter uh, down in Walker County, says, if you're in Walker County, grab your favorite driver and head out to Macklemore Cove. Golf Digest has just placed it in the top 100 courses in the nation. Wait until you see the 18th hole and outcropping by itself reaching off the brow of Lookout Mountain. I have seen video of this hole, and I have actually flown over it, and... I am not a golfer. I've played golf plenty of times. I was actually on the golf team in high school. I know that's hard to believe. Um, But that hole is where I would like to actually build a yurt and live. I mean, yeah, I mean, it would gross them out (laughs) if I put a yurt on it, but I I guarantee you that is a beautiful spot. There's no doubt about it. And as long as I'm moving here, let me go ahead and do this one as well. This is uh, from David Bartow up in the Georgetown, Udawa Collegedale area. And the Sunflower Barn Stables Antique and Craft Show Mm. is at the Commons from Friday to Sunday from 10 to 5. Apples, bread, pumpkins, antiques. You know there'll be pumpkin spice everywhere. You name it. (laughs) Um, And from my boy Alan the Arguer down in Saudi Daisy, he always puts his own special spin on his little regional (laughs) roundup updates here. Since we spoke last, not much has changed in the Saudi Daisy Sail Creek community. Vaccinated folks are still getting the Wuhan 19, as did my brother and his family. And just this week, a co-worker's fully vaccinated sister has become terribly sick. Wonder why Pfizer's booster was shot down. Fall is in the air. Leaves are beginning to turn and also litter my yard. The Wu will probably cancel the annual pumpkin festival here in Saudi. But nevertheless, all the cool outdoor stuff is wide open and fall bass bite will soon be cranking why up. Why does he have to call it the Wuhan flu? Because that's just the way he is. It's right, funny. It's the got, way he's set up. One more. This is from Lucas Marler. He is a student at UTC, I think, and he works downtown. And his uh, his tip is Tennessee Whiskey Festival at the Choo Choo on October 23rd. Go, go down there. All proceeds do benefit the homeless. This one also uh, from our friend Dax Turner uh, from Signal Mountain. Uh, Dax has a, a business out on Highway 58, and I told him he could easily report from that area as well. But mm-hmm. he works up on Signal Mountain, and the Signal Mountain community is coming together to support Jean Champagne, a longtime bus driver on the mountain and beloved by many 
currently dealing with a serious case of COVID right now, Aww. and the community has delivered a couple of boxes of cards. And also this one, WRES had a call the other day. These are the rescue people, of course, yeah. and we've talked about this summer has been a remarkable year for Swiftwater rescues and cliff rescues. We're going to see more. The more outdoor people we get into this area and the more people we push into the outdoors and the more trails we open up on the bluff, the more this is going to happen. But check this one out. Got a call the other day for a possible search. The reporting party that called in said they could hear someone screaming in the woods. And they were very alarmed. Upon arrival, they found a goat. And he just said, you know. had a good heart. When suburbanites move to the mountain, they probably need to get their bearings before they start calling 911. Can you just imagine you're sitting there in your house and you hear, meh. Yes. I can imagine that. It's not hard at all because that's what that sounds like in my house. Regional Roundup's now a couple of shotgun shout-outs. This is just for uh, things like letters to the editor. And uh, the Times Free Press does a cool thing on Sunday. their perspective section. We'll be talking to Barry Corder, by the way, here at the Chattanooga Drive-In Show at the end of every show. When the podcast proper wraps up and ends, we have an extra interview segment where a full interview will air hopefully every week and it's with Barry Quarter from the Times Free Press today and we call that Explore More, Explore More and Barry's going to come in and talk about how do you continue to do a podcast about a festival, which he does, the What Podcast, about Bonnaroo year-round when the festival keeps getting canceled. Yeah. And we'll also be talking about the news about the Times Free Press going all digital. That's that's heartbreaking to me. Yes, if it's you're watching, If you're watching on camera, and if you've ever watched our show on Facebook Live back in the day or just listened back in the old days, you know that you hear this rattling all the time when I'm on the air. <laughs> yep. I don't know how to do a what talk show do? without paper in front of me, <laughs> yeah, including our do? own paper of record, the Chattanooga Times Free Press. But anyway, the perspective section, they do something called the rants on Sunday. And here's just a couple. And these people are all anonymous, so I'll just hit a few here for you. We came together after 9-11 because the enemy was them. However, after the pandemic, we split apart because the enemy is us. Comedians gave us you can't fix stupid, and we laughed. Tennessee legislators are proving it is true, and it's not so funny. Let's enforce the no trucks left lane at the Ridge Cup, both up and down. Good luck with that. Facebook, Twitter, and other censoring social media propagandists are for people who prefer being told what they can say and what they can see. I got nothing for social media in general, even though many of you are listening on some sort of social media platform, and I appreciate that. Uh, Democrats are weak, Republicans are nuts, Translation America is screwed. That's a good place to end on those, right? (laughs) Um, I think you put too much stock in the parties, my friend. Very quickly, uh, I will just say this was one letter to the editor, also to the Times Free Press. We also checked the Chattanooga, Chattanooga Chattanooga.com, and all other news sources around here. This is about the recycling debate going on, not just in the city of Chattanooga, but in Eastridge in particular, where it has turned out that recycling is more expensive than trash service. Mm-hmm. And so one of the council people over there is trying to get rid of it. Well, that shouldn't really be any surprise that it is. William Hubers writes this, Eastridge Councilman Jackie Cagle wants the city of Eastridge to get out of recycling. His main reasons are because it's expensive and inconvenient. Those of us who recycle, and the number is growing in Eastridge, don't do it because it's convenient or because we have to pay an extra $60 for the green bin. We do it to keep our cans and bottles out of landfills and give them new life as rain gutters and sweaters. 
If I wanted convenience, I'd pile my garbage in the yard and set it on fire. How about that? I've done that, and, uh, actually. And, 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 the, and the fact is there were, there were some other letters and there were some other comments about the recycling debate going on. And there was a time when the city actually got paid for their recyclables. I'm not sure when the shift occurred, but they are having to pay to have them hauled off now. I don't want to lose recycling. We would lose our edge as an environmentally friendly city if we did, pure and simple. I agree with that. Once again, you're listening to the Chattanooga Drive-In Show brand new podcast here in the scenic city, the Dynamo of Dixie, Gig City, mountains looking at each other, rock rising to a point, whatever you want to call it. Um, It's a daily thing, Monday through Friday, and it is designed to replace your boring old morning radio show, both on radio and also the morning TV shows, which are boring and inane for the most part. And we appreciate you guys tuning in. Right now, we're going to go ahead and take a break. Off the Hook Sports coming up with Dave Hooker right after news with Russell Stroud. The trial of Janet Hines officially starts on Monday with a jury brought in from Davidson County, the Nashville area. Ms. Hines is a postal worker. She's accused of striking and killing Officer Nicholas Gallinger in an alleged hit-and-run crash. Prosecutors say she was drunk at the time. She pleaded not guilty to 10 different counts. After three months, there's still no sign of missing five-year-old girl Summer Wells who disappeared from her home in Hawkins County. The Tennessee Bureau of Investigation says they've received more than 1,200 tips, but so far none of them have led to anything. They're looking for a 1998 to 2000 red or maroon Toyota truck that was reported in the area of Beach Creek Road where the girl disappeared. They say the driver is not considered a suspect. They just want to know what he knows. If you have any information on where Summer Wells is, call 1-800-TBI-FIND. That's 1-800-TBI-FIND. The Ed Johnson Memorial is set to be unveiled on Sunday near the Walnut Street Bridge. Johnson was a black man who was lynched by a mob, ultimately hung from the Walnut Street Bridge, and shot multiple times. He was accused of the sexual assault of a white woman. He had a solid alibi and maintained his innocence, but he was still convicted. A stay of execution was issued by a federal judge, but a lynch mob broke into the jail where Mr. Johnson was being held and killed him. The TVA has given up its permit to complete the Belafonte nuclear power plant in Alabama after nearly 50 years of turmoil. The TVA halted work on the facility back in 2016 and attempted to put the property up for sale. There was a buyer, but the permit to continue construction could not be transferred. This new move means that there will likely be no continued work on a nuclear power plant on that property. Week three of college football action. I'm Dave Hooker, Off the Hook Sports. And let's get right to that because it does involve a Chattanooga team. The Mocs, as a matter of fact, will travel to Kentucky. Kentucky 2-0. Tough game for the Mocs, but a money game. That should help the bottom line. As for Tennessee, they will host Tennessee Tech, and then we get into the main course. It's Alabama, the top team in the nation, taking on Florida at the Swamp. It will be loud. Can Bryce Young, the quarterback, continue his elite play for the Crimson Tide? Then another marquee matchup, but it's non-conference. Auburn's only played Penn State twice in their history, But they'll play in Happy Valley tonight. Auburn ranked 22 in the nation thanks to some surprising play by Bo Nix. Penn State ranked number 10 in the nation. And lastly, hope you had a good week. At least you're not Minnesota Vikings defensive end. Everson Griffin suffered a concussion in a car accident this week after swerving to miss a deer. What makes it doubly worse? He was already on COVID-19 protocol. 
I'm Dave Hooker, Off the Hook Sports. Have a great day, everyone. It's time for the Pimp's Corner. Jen Lambert, my longtime partner and co-host here. Today, we have dubbed her a long time ago Pimp Jen because she sold my butt out on the streets every day for years and still does. Still do. So the Pimp's Corner, this is where we turn it over to Jen Lambert to give yays, hoorays, and boos to use. And I'm going to start this because I've been working very closely lately with the Greater Chattanooga Colon Cancer Foundation. This is their 10th anniversary for the Rump Run, March 26, 2020. Uh, It'll be at Enterprise South, uh, the Nature Park. Bring your family and friends for a morning of fun with activities uh, for for the kids, a one-mile fun run and walk, and a timed 5K for competitive runners. All the proceeds stay local to support colon cancer prevention and awareness efforts in the Chattanooga market or Chattanooga area. Sponsors, volunteers are needed too. Please go to rumprun.com to register or email mindy at gccf.org. Rump run. The rump run. Okay. They've also lowered the age. Rump run. I don't know if rump you know run. this. They've, <laughs> rump run. they've lowered the age to 45. So if you're not getting your colonoscopies, 45 is the magic age. It works for me. That's a yay. That is a, that, that's a yay. Or a hooray. It, it, I like know, it's a ray. It's a ray. All right. Uh, I'm going to just touch on the on the Moon River Festival. That's a Please. giant yay for me. Drew Holcomb and Moon River last weekend. Great weather. Great food. The food vendors were superior. Positive vibes. Great music. I'll definitely ba- be back for next year. I know you will be too. It was my first year. Yeah. And of course, you know, I'm a festival aficionado. And uh, I had been out of town the last couple of years. It wasn't that I was avoiding it. I wanted to go. Um, went down there Saturday and was absolutely blown away at the layout. Yeah. And how simple, the ease of use. And it was, it was hot Saturday. Not as hot as it has been. It was a blessedly cool day for that time of year, but still too hot for me to be in the sun. The sun was my enemy. Right. So I sought out shade all day long, and it was very easy. As a matter of fact, I found a spot between the two stages, and this mm-hmm. is a great setup. I mean, basically, stage A or 1 is playing, and you watch, you wander up, you get your fill of that music. Boom, they stop. Stage 2 kicks in. All you have to do is turn around and take a few paces back, and you're right where you need to be. And I was able to stay in the shade the entire time, all day Saturday. It was yeah, great. Yeah, and there's what I like about it is that there's very little bleed over from one stage to the other. One band finishes, the other goes on. You know, and super it, it, family friendly. Very family Some friendly. Far more and kids than I expected to see. Drew Holcomb, who who you know puts this on every year, he uh, found that this to be so successful this year that he's already on Instagram planning for 2022. He's asking for show suggestions. I suggested Black Pumas, Manchester Orchestra, Alan Stone, Foy Vance, and I think they need to bring back Judah and a lion. So that's uh, a great big giant yay. Let me, me let me say power to the to the ladies too. I mean the 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 chick bands were the highlight on Saturday for sure. And uh, I didn't know most of them. I mean I was definitely looking forward to Lake Street Dive, one yeah. of my favorites. And by the way, I had them booked for Riverbend 2019 before they fired me and didn't honor any of my contracts. I also had the Black Pumas booked for that year. Yeah. So let me go ahead and give me some credit right quick. Um, but no, uh, the, the, the band um, Aces 
that took Yola's place. I was so disappointed mm-hmm. that Yola got COVID, mm-hmm. you know, and God bless her, and she couldn't show up. But the band Aces, an all-girl band that was kind of like a female Hanson, only they rocked harder, right. uh, was fantastic. The band The Overcoats from New York, mm-hmm. fantastic. It was a day where, where the, the women really ruled across the board. And the local girl, yes. Amethyst. Amethyst. Wow. Yeah. What a powerful, She's good. just soulful voice. How'd you enjoy it, Brian? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't enjoy it. You know I, what, I wasn't there. Go Titans. What, yeah. You know what yeah. else I found out that was very cool? Have you... I know Jeff has. I know probably Brian has. I don't know about you, mm-hmm. Russell. But the Pace Studios, do you know anything about Pace Studios? No, nope. the magazine? They nope. have a studio in New York. Oh, they, Paste. Paste, yeah, yes, Paste. yes, yes, yes. They're now traveling. And actually, they were at Moon River, mm. and they were doing all the sound checks with the musicians before they went on stage. That's really cool. So you can go to YouTube and look those up, okay. which I thought was really cool. Yeah, I was only familiar with the magazine yeah. itself, too. I yeah. Didn't, yeah. They have a studio now, and it's now traveling. My second yay is, do you guys watch Hot Hot Ones? Do you know what Hot Ones is? The one where they have the celebrities eating hot wings? Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. Yes. Uh, believe it or not, Hot Ones, which is on YouTube. They do incredibly good celebrity interviews while eating progressively hot wings. Mm-hmm. It's fun to watch. They reach 3.5 million viewers every time they air a show. That's really good. What's really cool about this is that a local business, a Chattanooga local business, developed a new hot sauce that they'll be using oh, called cool. Hoff's House spelled H A U S sauce. Got to be David Hasselhoff. <laughs> Any the only one that goes by Hoff? Well, I think that I think this is somebody local. Oh, okay. yeah, it's a local Hoff it's sauce. It's a local hot yeah. sauce, yeah. And it's uh, I don't know who Hoff is, but he's I got don't a beard. either. I don't either. Oh, I it's got dill pickly flavors along with mustard flavors, a touch of uh, a touch of clover honey, and it's available via Hedonist or Heatonist. H-E-A-T-O-N-I-S-T. Instead of hedonist, they're calling it heatonist. See what they did there? See what they did there? You see how clever that is? Yeah. Yeah. Do you? Do you? Yeah. If and you have you can to explain go, it. <laughs> you can what? go there and look at all of their hot sauces, but I think it's pretty cool that they've got one Good for them. locally. Yay. Yay. Yay is a raise. All right. Boo. I am not a fan of Rolling Stone's top 500 songs of all time. What? You're questioning Rolling Stone? I am. The be-all, be-all end-all, I mean, I authority on all rock and roll for all time? I, that I've I, never I, read I before? Am. If it's in Rolling Stone, it's got to be true. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard this. When was right, the last we time know, anyone read Rolling Stone? We know that number Stone. one is Respect. Aretha this is Franklin. a new list of the top songs this of all time. This is a new list, and, and I've only got a few of them, but... Okay, I respect respect. You respect respect. Respect, you gotta respect. respect. You got to give respect to the queen. All right. I also respect Sam Cooke. A change is going to come. That's that's a, that's a new one at number two. Yeah. That's a new one at number two. And, right. and it took Sam Cooke a long time to get his civil rights bone sure. activated. And, of course, as soon as he did, he was killed, he unfortunately. Yeah, that's right. Um, I, question, I question public enemy. Fight the power. I get it. But I'm questioning. Where does it come in? That's number three. Okay, this is. Dude. I don't think this that's is, a bad this choice. Is, this is a that's good. This is a good three. debate. Um, and Brian, I want you on this one. I mean, I I am not certainly 
the world's leading authority on, I don't even know the difference between hip hop and rap. I don't know. When rap first came out, it wasn't any of my business. I didn't care for it. It just seemed like just a kind of a simpleton's way to make music, to be honest with you, until I heard Public Enemy. And then I got it. I got the anger. I got the actual truth. They, mm-hmm. As Chuck D said, the lead singer for the band, they were the CNN of the of Black America right. at the time, right. and they were talking about things on the street that were really going on. And there is no song that has ever been done by any rap artist more powerful than the song that Spike Lee used say, and fight the power. It was you know, for Spike and, Lee. and do the right thing, fight yes. the power, and it worked beautifully for that. And but I, is it worthy of a number three spot? We're not talking about just musical excellence. We're talking about impact. Right. Okay, so I, I'm not going to argue about it being number three. All no, right. I think in terms of impact, I think that makes perfect sense. Uh, I like a list. They're fun to argue over. Sure. Uh, I wouldn't put it number three either. I mean, you I could would. argue that. I mean, like, top 10 is still a very powerful John, place to be. If John the, Lennon's number 17, imagine. Imagine's number 17. Uh, yeah. You think it should be higher, I'm guessing? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree, yeah. too. And you know yeah. me and the Beatles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I know that wasn't the Beatles. but Strawberry uh, Fields Forever is number seven. The top-ranking Beatles song, yeah, Strawberry that, Fields. that's it. Imagine's a more powerful song than Strawberry Freaking Fields. I, I would think so. I, I mean, I would. Strawberry Fields, it's more easy I could put two albums listening. of Beatles music together that would all be better. Let me just say, Strawberry Fields sucks. That's not a good song. I will say this. Lord should not be in the top 20. She should not be. She shouldn't even be like in the a top Rolling 100. Stone. Bob Dylan is number four. I was going to ask for that. Smells one like yet. Teen Spirit. Nirvana number one, is number five, and then number six is Marvin Gaye. What's going on? Yeah, all right, that's fine. Marvin Gaye's album "What's Going On" is the number one album of all time, and I I have absolutely no argument mm. with that. I would you know the easy choice would be Sgt. Pepper's number right. one album of all time. Okay, but really, and it did start it. It started so many revolutions: hair, clothes, drug use, culture across the board. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt Maybe about some it. Some revolutions not so good. But then again, the other revolution that was going on was the civil rights struggle, and Marvin Gaye's album was flawless, mm-hmm. flawless, no yeah. doubt about it. Now, I'm sorry, I kind of interrupted there. I said the, okay. the Bob Dylan song, "Like a Rolling Stone," had been number one for some time, mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, to see it drop, especially while Bob's still alive, you know, when he dies, it'll be number one again. There's no doubt in my mind. <laughs> but know, no, Lord, Lord should not be in there. What Lord song? Is it Royals? Hey Ya is in the top 10. Yes. Hey Ya. Hey Ya by Andre 3000. <laughs> That's a Outcast. stupid song. That's in the top 10. That's a stupid, stupid song. Now that kind of just, why are we even talking about this list now? That's that's kind of <laughs> the way I feel when yeah, I see I that. I agree. I agree. If, if they're talking about like in terms of impact, then what was the song that was in, that was in Shrek that uh, Smash Mouth did? Oh, walking uh, on the sun, not walking on the no, sun. No, not that All one. Star. All Star. That All should Star. be in there. If we're talking about impact, everybody knows that song. <laughs> well, what about Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah, which was in Shrek too? Is, yeah, it was. Or oh, Shrek Three. I don't know which what Shrek it was it in. It was in. I a was Shrek. actually mean Shrek. Also, is what I meant to say. Jeez, yeah. there's that. That's there's there's one that belongs in there. All right. Yeah. So booze to them. Booze to them. Screwed up list. Russell Stroud, our news director, of course, newsman here is with us. Of course, he's, he's part of this whole thing and has been from the very beginning. We appreciate it very much, and we have nicknamed him a long time ago, Russell the Love Muscle, so he's going to flex his muscle. Russell, flex your muscle on whatever topic it is that you've got on your mind today. Yeah, you thought it was going to be about the drone strike. I did, uh, and knowing you. Yeah, I did not have that lined up at all. I have something even more obscure for you. Good. Uh, so this is an article from Financial Times that I think sums things up pretty well. 
You may remember the situation in Burma slash Myanmar, right? Yes. It's still ongoing. Mm -hmm. I bet you didn't know that. Did you know that it's gotten worse? No, I did not. It has. It gets no coverage. Yeah. So here's an article from Financial Times, just a snippet of it, and then something I've added at the end that I think is really interesting. Anti-regime guerrillas are escalating attacks on Myanmar government troops and telecom towers after a declaration of war by the National Unity Government, the parallel cabinet formed by supporters of the arrested leader Aung San Suu Kyi. General Ming Ang Hlaing, uh, his forces have killed dozens of fighters and civilians and torched villages in retaliation in recent days, according to local media. Analysts say the NUG's decision to embrace violent resistance against the military junta was risky as it sought support and recognition from the international community, including the UN. Well, another individual who's the NUG's acting president announced in a video address last week that the parallel government was launching a people's defensive war against the military junta. He urged government soldiers to join the anti-coup resistance and warned and forbade civil servants from working for the junta that seized power February the 1st from going to work. Six months ago, in the Myanmar subreddit, this is where I come in, a user posted tips on how to make IEDs, napalm, molotovs, basic hand-to-hand techniques, squad tactics, and also some plans for homemade firearms. So this is beyond the Foxfire handbook for boys here. <laughs> Very much so. The guide uh, for the FGC-9 3D printed firearm were also posted. Wow. So then... Freedom of week, information. This week, a photo of three completed FGC-9s, two of them fitted with suppressors, silencers, mm. were posted by a user who claimed to be in Myanmar. He also claimed that they had the ability to begin mass production of the weapons and, in fact, had. Uh, he, uh, according to his post history, is a software engineer, and uh, he's just a regular guy who's now caught up in the war. You know, and maybe people out there don't know, just how readily available this information is. Mm-hmm. I m- made a comment once and it was right before, unfortunately, 9-11. And it was a flippant, just fall off my tongue comment. I said, every every American needs to know how to plant tomatoes and make a bomb. Yeah. And we all laughed. And literally, I take it back to what, 9-11, it was right before Oklahoma City. Oh, geez, that's even worse. And so, I mean, literally, I think it might have been the next day, and people remembered me saying that. But the fact is, those recipes are out there. I have a, you know, the anarchist cookbook sure. at the house. I have dangerous toys for dangerous boys. The book at the house. It's got all that stuff in it. I can't get on to somebody for passing on that information. It's out there. Yeah. But still, you don't necessarily want it in the hands of that particular hotspot right now. And I have to say, just myself, I don't know if I could be any more disappointed with a world leader than I was with Ms. Ansong Suu Kyi when it turned out that she was just like every other world leader and she was capable of torture and illegal incarceration. Yeah. I thought she was an angel. I literally did. I thought she was an angel embodied in human flesh and that's the way she came off walking above the earth as she you know, spent years under house arrest and fighting the good fight and then as soon as power was put into her hands, corruption. That's what happens. I mean, absolute power corrupts absolutely. If you've never seen the movie Beyond Rangoon, check it out. I know this is a pop culture reference. It stars Patricia Arquette. It is a fictionalized account, but it actually has that lady in it. She actually does a cameo, and that's exactly the way she appears, literally like she's floating across the floor like an angelic presence. But it actually gives you a lot of insight into that part of the world. Thank you, Russell.
The Chattanooga Drive-In Show, a brave, beautiful, inevitable concept, a podcast built and produced to replace your dependence on that boring old radio drive-in you know, show in the morning or that uh, terrible how many cooking segments can you put into a TV morning show in the morning. Hopefully get you all the information you need in an entertaining manner. Monday through Friday, 5 a.m., Find it on any of the platforms that exist where you can find a podcast. Are we missing any platforms? No, I don't think we are. All right. I used to do a podcast called Storyville, and I decided to change it to one of Chattanooga's names, Mountains Looking at Each Other, just because I like the sound of it better. But it's <laughs> essentially still Storyville. And, and the last couple of times we've done it, I've just told stories from my own life, which I'll do quite often. But I'm also going to do historically accurate stories dealing, you know, coming from other sources. And we're going to go back to the Ed Johnson Memorial, which is going on. Even as we speak, uh, the statue of of Mr. Johnson, the man who was lynched from the Walnut Street Bridge, not the not the first and not the last, unfortunately, just the most high profile. Uh, his statue and the statue of those that tried to help him and those who tried to hurt him is now up and part of the Chattanooga landscape. As I mentioned, thirteen events going on this weekend surrounding. Ed Johnson's lynching, including the the the, uh, the 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 statue that artist Jerome Meadows did. But I'm looking. I mean, all over the place, we've got Ed Johnson, Ed Johnson, Ed Johnson. A lot of people don't know the story, so let me just read it to you. All right, I, I hate to go into reading mode any more than I have to, but I don't have it memorized to the degree that I should. So it'll just take a second here. Mountains looking at each other. Uh, if you have a business that you would like to advertise, every segment of this show is available for sponsorship. Get in contact with Jen. Yes, please do. Chattanooga Drive-In Show at gmail.com. On March 19, 1906, a young African-American man named Ed Johnson was murdered by a lynch mob in his hometown of Chattanooga, Tennessee. He had been sentenced to death for the rape of Nevada Taylor. But Justice John Marshall Harlan of the United States Supreme Court issued a stay of execution to prevent delay or avoidance of execution, a mob broke into the jail where Johnson was held and lynched him. During Johnson's incarceration, there was much public interest in the case and many people, including court officers, feared a possible lynch attempt. The day after his murder saw widespread strikes among the black community in Chattanooga. 2,000 people attended his funeral on the next day. Following the murder, President Teddy Roosevelt made it his goal to have the members of the mob put in jail by getting the Secret Service in on the investigation. Sheriff Joseph Shipp, a man who is now in hell, as far as I'm concerned, if there is indeed such a place, was found guilty of contempt of court in United States versus Shipp. Listen to me. The only criminal trial ever held by the United States Supreme Court, Mm -hmm. ever. Johnson, while in jail, made a Christian profession and was baptized. He publicly forgave those who were about to execute him. On his tombstone are the final words, God bless you all, I am an innocent man. At the top, on the bottom is written, blessed are the dead that die in the Lord. Johnson was not the first, as I said, to be lynched from the Walnut Street Bridge. Alfred Blunt was lynched there 13 years earlier, and several others were as well. During the December month, 1905, the Chattanooga area experienced what local newspapers referred to as a black crime wave. 
They had allegedly rapes, assaults, burglaries, uh, other things. On Christmas Eve, a black gambler fatally shot a Chattanooga constable. On Christmas Day, police received reports of eight robberies or assaults, all committed by black suspects. This is all in the newspaper record. Although police arrested several suspects, including the man who admitted to killing the constable, Chattanooga residents made no attempts to lynch them. As news of the crime wave spread, however, racial fear and tension in the city dramatically increased. The Ed Johnson case occurred within this atmosphere of heightened racial fear. Nevada Taylor was attacked she was and raped she was this was not a false claim while walking home from a streetcar at the top of the chattanooga forest hill cemetery that she shared with her father who was the caretaker of the cemetery she lost consciousness during the attack all she could remember was that it was a black man who had approached her from behind and choked her with a leather strap all right A medical examiner did determine she had been sexually assaulted. The search for the attacker was led by Sheriff Joseph Shipp. He arrested first James Broaden, a man who fit the description who worked in the area. The next day, he arrested Johnson after receiving a report that witnesses had seen him at the streetcar stop on the night of the attack carrying a leather strap. On the night that Ed Johnson was arrested, a mob of 1,500 white Chattanooga metropolitan residents surrounded the prison in an attempt to lynch him, all right? So the one thing that Sheriff Shipp did and the local judge, Samuel McReynolds, they evacuated him to Nashville for his safety, but they had to bring him back for the trial. He was indicted by grand jury on January 26th. Ship, still fearing the possibility of a lynching, tried to have him transferred again to Nashville. Didn't happen. Johnson was in his cell February 6th. Judge S.D. McReynolds presiding during the trial. Taylor, Dakota Taylor, the victim, said she recognized Johnson as the man who assaulted her. She would not swear to it. She would not promise to it, but she said she was pretty sure. The trial concluded three days later with Johnson's conviction. He was sentenced to be put to death on March 13th. His defense attorneys considered the possibility of an appeal but decided against it, believing that it would be unlikely to succeed. Now, when it gets further into it, when the crowd decided to attack the jail, the sheriff and his deputies, including extra deputies that he had put in place to protect him, all disappeared. The lynch mob took the sheriff and put him in a public bathroom and told him not to come out, and he followed their orders until the lynching was over. It took three hours for them to bust in the door of the jail, three hours of hearing them hammer on concrete and steel. That terrified man knew they were coming for him, and they got him. They hung him. They pulled him up slowly by his neck. After two minutes of struggling, he was still alive, so they started shooting him. They shot him 51 times. When they let go of the rope and he dropped to the bridge, he moved, and a deputy went up and shot him five times in the head. That's the reason I say Sheriff Ship is in hell right now, and so are all the people that were involved in that crowd. A mob is an ugly thing, and we've got them right now today forming in the United States of America with the same kind of mentality and the same kind of lack of generosity, empathy, human spirit, compassion, Christianity. How much have we changed? 
Chattanooga Drive-In Show, top of the pops, top of the mind awareness. What is the top story to you today? Um, For me, I'm going to go with uh, General Milley and the latest book by Bob Woodward. I know if you don't trust Bob Woodward, then this means nothing to you if you don't like General Milley because he actually turned against the president of the United States at the time, the man that gave him his position as Joint Chief of Staff Chairman, um, you know, Donald Trump, then then this doesn't mean much to you. But General Milley has said on record now, publicly, more than once, that he and other military commanders had to step in during the last days of the Trump presidency because he had completely and utterly lost it and his Chinese counterpart was convinced that a nuclear strike was about to come his way from a deranged Donald Trump and so they basically set up safeguards to keep that from happening there are safeguards in place the president can't just pick up a phone and say do it there is not just a single button it is a more complicated decision than that but the fact that they even had to ponder this possibility that he would use his loss in 2020 to launch a nuclear attack against China or Iran or Iran. Remember how hot things were there at that time and how down he was on them. The fact that they would have to conspire behind his back to keep him sane and in place is disturbing beyond belief. And I know some people are now saying that they should investigate the general and the rest of them for attempting a coup. But there was no coup because it didn't happen. I think it's crazy that he is basically going behind Rudy Giuliani's back, telling everybody that he's crazy and he couldn't hire any other attorneys because he really needed somebody who was going to be crazy in his corner. Talk about President Trump. President L- Trump, literally, yeah, sure. literally, he's on tape saying, yes. I had to hire Rudy because no sane attorney would take my Exa- case. Exactly. He said this. Exactly. And and the foul language that was thrown, in ar- thrown around in the Oval Office, to me, is completely and utterly inappropriate. You should hear the Nixon tapes. I was going to say, Bill <laughs> Bill Clinton had as foul a tongue as anybody could ever have. Yeah, Barack Obama was that cursed ever reported, like a sailor. Really? I don't know. Well. Um, and also the rally today in Washington in support of the January 6th insurrection. Damn it, Jen, you stole my top. No, 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 no. That's your his top. So take it away. Take it away. That, that was, was my segue. topic. That, that was, was my a good. T- that was a good. That was a good segue. Well, you 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 got it in there. All right. <laughs> Damn take it. it. Take it and run. Well, we ought to be of the same mind more often than not. We are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the they're calling it the Justice for J Six rally in Washington. Uh, there's counter protesters. There's protesters. There's police. There's military. There's everything you could imagine uh, gathering at the Capitol uh, today. Actually. Uh, for the Justice for J6 rally. What's the J6? Well, it's the six people who were arrested following uh, the riots at the Capitol. Um, Yeah, so there are people who are gathering there, demanding their release, saying that there needs to be justice for them, justice being their release. It's all wacky. It's exactly what you would expect, and we can only hope that it doesn't uh, devolve into something like what we had on January the 6th. So J6 stands for... January 6th. January 6th. January 6th. Yeah. I'm I sorry, thought, not six I people arrested. I thought you were saying justice for the 6th. It is justice it's, for the J6. I misspoke. I'm sorry. I do that a lot. It's justice for J6, <laughs> the people who are arrested on January right. 6th, justice for those people who and were there's arrested. And there's another numerical connection. There are 600 plus people currently being held because of their activities on that day. Right. Mm-hmm. Brian? Do you have anything in particular you want to jump in on? 
I don't. Well, let me ask you this then. <laughs> Good for you. That's a wrap. I wish I, I didn't. Let me ask you this then. All right. Uh, but before we go to outside looking in, let me just do this. I, I, I know you're busy over there working out the technology of this new venture we have going on. But the deep dive, the deep dive I wanted to do today, and I'm just going to just kind of just, just, just pull this out of your own, sure. you know, your own little cerebrum there. Sure. You've been in the business with Carter Distributing, uh, the, the the main distributor here in this neck of the woods of Miller Beer, Miller Products. From now, now Cherokee Distributing, yes. they, they bought out of Knoxville. But, yes, yeah, yeah. same, same outfit. So you have seen over the years the battle that – products have over shelf space in the stores and the reason i bring it up is because i had a very very wonderful conversation uh the other day with the owners and managers of double cola here in town double cola and ski the soft drink which you cannot find around here (laughs) and now the new brew the beer that they're making called Brewski. We used to we used to distribute their products, so I'm familiar with their products yes. a little bit, but we don't anymore. So I don't really know where it stands and now as far as shelf space goes. One of the things we talked about was, I mean, literally where I live on the mountain where I live. Not only is 111 a twilight zone, and on the other side it's different, <laughs> but Soddy Daisy and Dunlap are very different. You can even tell by the products. My wife's drink of choice is a diet Sundrop. In Dunlap, every store carries Sundrop. Mm-hmm. In Soddy, they do not. Most of them do not carry diet sundrop at all. I just wonder what what is what is the way this works? Crystals and White Castles, Coke and Pepsi. Me and the, the, the owner were talking about this. He was talking about out west. It's all Pepsi. You can't get a Coke. And Ski has to fight that fight, and, and, and Double Cola has to fight that fight. And Brewski, if you look around, you'll start seeing some local billboards for Brewski. It's made here. And it can't get space. Yeah, I mean, obviously demographics have a lot to do with, with shelf space and what you're talking about as far as Sundrop here. You go to East 23rd Street, and you're not going to get a Sundrop. You're not getting a double cola. You'll get plenty of Fanta. You'll get plenty of different um, different price points. And, we'll, you know, I mean, I'm not going to take a deeper dive on that, but you know pretty much where I'm coming from on that. And so that that is a lot of, uh, of the the process that goes in that i mean most distributors no matter what the product is have a category manager like a person who literally that's what they do they they scout areas they uh they they see the demographics they see the price points they see what might or might not sell and it's really just as simple as that Um, but as far as once you get in the store that has a broader customer base then the war really starts and i'm not really privy to that because i've never really been in it but yeah i mean we're and we're in coke land we're coca-cola land oh we're totally coke land i mean imagine being double cola in the bottling headquarters of the coca-cola you know world as the average person walking around they don't double cola doesn't mean much to them even though it's its history is just as old as Coca-Cola. You get out in some of the rural areas and you see double cola and rc cola more than you see anything else yeah i I mean do they sit down and draw a map do they literally sit down and say, we won't come to Arkansas if you stay out of Mississippi? I, I bet it, it it probably is a little bit similar to uh, districting and gerrymandering uh, in p- the political world. I, <laughs> I would say that those maps are, are somewhat similar. Can you think of any of y'all think of a place that has both a crystal and a white castle? No. I, and, you know, there's a line, there's a demarcation line drawn between Carl's Jr. and Hardy's. Yeah. They're the same yeah, company. W- West Coast is Carl's Jr. Yeah, East, East Coast e- is Hardy's. East, middle, middle West, East is, is Hardy's. I, I don't understand those... Uh, I'm going to ask Brands. the owner to come in sometime for an explore more. I would really like to pick his brain on that. A double cola? Yeah. I'd be interested in your and, answer. And, yeah. and Brewski seems to be picking up steam. 
I'm no longer a, a, a user, but it, I don't know what it tastes like. I know they describe it as a citrus shanty. It sounds terrible to me, but good good luck. Does, what does that mean? Shanty. It's a type of ale, right? That sounds like a, a song pirates would sing in the Caribbean. A citrus, a citrus shanty. shanty. Well, Lion and Kugel's out of uh, uh, Milwaukee, or not Milwaukee, but Wisconsin, has a summer shanty as one of their biggest beers. I don't know what that means. I thought shanty town or something meant like you're in a you know junkyard or something. Yeah. Over the hills we go, we go. Shanty. Over the waves we blow, we blow. <laughs> I like it. You know, we can start a whole new thing here. All right. Thank you so much. An interesting segment. I don't think anybody anywhere in the world does anything like this. We call it Outside Looking In. We're talking to people not from Chattanooga who have moved here and getting their observations on what our area is like. This is this is my friend Jeff Greenspan, who is an advertising genius, but also is a comedian. And he's just moved here, gosh, I want to say about a year ago. And here is his take. What I like about Chattanooga is that there's a there's a, a big vein of community running through it. And and sometimes I think it just goes a little bit too far. Let me tell you a couple of my experiences that I've had here. Uh, when I first got here, I posted on Reddit about these comedy shows that I was running. And at first, I was really welcomed warmly. But then very quickly, people turned on me and said, hey, all you seem to do is post about your show. Are you going to be part of the community? All you seem to do is advertise. Are you, are you going to contribute to the community in some other way? And I was like, well, isn't the show enough? And they're like, no. So I created a, a meetup of expats who had just moved here, and I tried to do something you know, to, to add to the community. And similarly on Facebook, there was a, a group that I was uh, posting about the show to, and the, the guy who runs the group said, hey, you know, all you seem to do is post about the group. We really want you to be a little bit more involved. Can you, can you give a little bit more of yourself and participate a little bit more? We're, we're really more of a community here. And I was like, uh, uh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. But there's this app, I'm not gonna mention the name of it, but it's a text-based app, and uh, there are different groups that you can find and all around the country. And, you know, I'm a gay guy, and there's a group for gays and bi guys in Chattanooga who are looking for jobs. And I was on there, you know, looking for my jobs. And uh, I got kicked out of the group. And I was like, what, what did I do wrong? I'm like, all you seem to do is post about getting a job. Can't you be a little bit more part of the community? I'm like, what, what do you want me to do? This is, this is me contributing to the community. So I'm no longer in that group. Uh, I'm still posting about the shows, though. And uh, I hope that people will come out. It's the first and third Friday of every month at the Bode Hotel. Uh, Chattanooga Drive-In Show. We got one more segment coming up here in the Lodge Cast Iron Studio. And we like to call it... Um, 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 um. <laughs> that is the universal mantra for the eternally confused. Um... And it gives us a little time, you know, when you say, uh, 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 yeah, uh. sure, whatever. However, therefore, you know, these are all stalling tactics to let your brain get you sure. know, things in order. Or if, or if we forgot you know, something. Exactly. You know, importance. you know, you know, you know, you know, that's that's somebody basically <laughs> stalling for time what if, to try to get their thoughts together. I've always yeah. thought it'd be funny if like we didn't say um and we just didn't say anything. It's like, what was the name of that? That's Pregnant great. pause. Guy. <laughs> it would be a less interesting world. Oh, I'm going to go first. Yeah. Norm McDonald passed away. I was going to bring that up. Yeah. 61 yeah. years old. He's he my had, favorite he comedian had of all time. cancer that, that he kept a, a, a real secret. And as far as I know, this was very sudden. And um, 
I'm super sad about his, it. Laughing his yeah. impersonation of Burt Reynolds oh my gosh. on Saturday Night Live Jeopardy yes. was was so good. I'd like to solve this isn't this isn't Wheel of Fortune, Burt Reynolds. <laughs> and he goes, what what is, sound does a dog make? Scooby Doo. Yeah. <laughs> he was he was, I wear the big hat because it's funny. See, it's big. It's just God. He was so good. And that might so be good. my least favorite that he does. I'm. It's 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 interesting slash funny slash whatever the right word is that somebody like Russell, somebody like me, somebody all the four different of us in here, and so yeah. many other people I know. He's my favorite of all time. I got it was Rebecca's too. I got not much in common with Russ other than, you know, we yeah. are b- b- human males. Yeah. And, <laughs> and his comedy resonates to, to so many different people. If yeah. he's talking, it's hilarious. I mean, if he's, he's talking, it's funny. Yeah. He's smart. Yeah. Remember, All he's he, got to do is just talk. He took over, you know, the... The, the weekend updates. The weekend updates. You and remember that started great. with Chevy Chase. Yes. Everybody forgets Chevy Chase was only on there for the first season. One season. You know, one season. And then, you know, when he left, that's when Seth Myers took over. Yeah. But yeah, you're, you're right. That's a good one. And I got one did, here, did too. He, did he or did he not get fired from Saturday Night Live yep. for never giving up on the OJ? It was the OJ yes. stuff. Yes. Yep. He yes. On weekend update. OJ. The president yeah. of the West Coast Division of NBC, uh, Phil Odin yeah. something, uh-huh. uh, was a good friends with with O.J. Simpson. Yeah, and yeah he well, just O.J. deserved he every second of he it. Didn't like, he just didn't like the jokes, and so he wasn't funny. <laughs> and that he doesn't happen on that show very funny. often. His jokes were about O.J. were just so brutal, too, because he would like bring <laughs> it back they, to that. Every he cut people's heads off. <laughs> the jokes can be as brutal as they want to be. He didn't get his head cut off. He's still out there playing golf, looking for the real guy. I know right? the the punchline of one of his jokes was, "Well, yeah, well, at least I didn't cut off the head of my wife and her lover." <laughs> it's like, Geez. oh, that's a knee slapper. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all got on to me for the dumb moment of the week. You know, last time with the guy getting his foot sheared off. Well, last All time right. we made a 9/11 joke too. Yeah. I don't think we right. get any worse. All right. So anyway, the um of today for me was this. I just loved this. The whitest paint in the world has been created in a lab at Purdue University. A paint so white, it could eventually reduce or even eliminate the need for air conditioning. It is in the Guinness Book of World Records as of today, the whitest white that has ever been created. Uh, they did it by basically, let me see, let me get this right here. Uh, it's, it's, it, it will reflect 98.9% of the sunlight if you use it on the top of a building, mm-hmm. which literally white paint even though it's reflecting sunlight it still absorbs heat this does not it reflects both light and heat Mm. and they said basically what they did was they um oh god i just lost it barium sulfate (laughs) barium sulfate a substance used in photo paper and cosmetics and they varied the particle sizes I'm not a scientist. I'm not a painter. That's pretty cool. But anyway, how much white? How much whiter can you get? The answer is none. This. The answer is none. None. Why, how much whiter can you get? That's more of an eggshell. Look at Russell. <laughs> it's the whitest man I've ever seen. I was just at the beach too. That's sad. 
A brave, beautiful, inevitable concept, the Chattanooga Drive-In Show, daily entertaining, informative, Chattacentric podcast designed to dominate this market and the entire world if possible and take away all of those intelligent people out there who are wasting their time with three and four hour TV and radio shows in the morning. You can listen at your leisure. You can listen whenever you want to. You can stop it. You can rewind it to hear our funny, funny jokes about inappropriate things, or you can fast forward to parts you don't like, be it the music or stories or whatever, and get to the good stuff, whatever you like. Just keep on listening and please spread the word because we need to find this it gig. on any, really any podcast platform. As well as Facebook, we will be linking video to the podcast as well as soon as we get that worked out. Uh, and if you need to reach me, you can email me at Chattanooga Drive In Show at gmail.com or call or text me at 423 635 3557 for all kinds of sponsorship opportunities or if you just feel like saying hello. Personal thanks just to all of the friends and uh, associates and confidants and uh, the people that we have in the community that have supported us uh, with money, with advice, and all of the people who have actually signed on as sponsors and advertisers. Thank you so much for making this possible. Thanks to the city of Chattanooga as well. Again, so. a lot of support from the city. And if you'd like to get in contact with me, don't. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to get in contact with me, contact Jen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Coming up in just a second, an entire full interview with Barry Quarter from the Times Free Press and one of the hosts of the What Podcast. What? What? Huh? Um. Huh? And this is the part of the Chattanooga Drive-In Show. The show itself, the proper show, sort of wraps up. And then we have a full-length interview called Explore More. Used to do this. This was another podcast that I did uh, focused on outdoor adventure in our area. And now we're just focused on exploring more. And my guest today, our guest today, is Barry Quarter from the Times Free Press, long-time friend of mine and entertainment writer for the paper of record here in town, and also one of the hosts of the What Podcast, which is completely and utterly based on the Bonnaroo Festival. And Barry, it's excellent. Yeah, good Thank to you. see you. Good to see you guys. Congrats on the podcast. First of all, oh, you guys you. recently got a huge boost by being picked up by a, a, a syndicate, essentially. Yeah, they were called Consequence of sound at the time and, and within a week or two of uh, them reaching out to us they're just now consequence uh, um so um along those lines just one little minor correction it started out as a as a podcast just about bonnaroo but because of that we've expanded because well, sure. uh, we have to do one every week yeah and as i've said and we've all said we are the world's oldest longest running most listened to podcast about an event that hasn't happened in two and a half years <laughs> that's well there are two reasons barry is here today let's let's touch on the other and we'll come back to that and i know there's only so much you can talk about but we're all disturbed at the least if not just plain heartbroken about the news from the Times Free Press that it will go all digital. It'll follow so many other grand old papers. And I guess summer of next year, it will just be actually printed in paper form. The thing that I use all the time in my shows for 30 years on Sundays. That's right. And it'll be digital other than that. And so, I mean, just say what you can. Uh, well, I can say what I've been, I've been hearing all week. Um, two things. One is end of an era. 
sad to see it go and i'm definitely in that camp i read it every single day chattanooga times y'all precedes the new york times keep that in mind yeah adolf ox uh founded both founded ours first it founded the times first um but i read it every day the same time the same way the same routine sports section first and then i work backwards um but then i've heard a lot of people this week say they're excited about it they're looking forward to the the um having an ipad um and part of that i think well one they've already sort of switched they're used to reading things on their you know phone or computer or they generally seem happy that it seems like we're trying to stay alive i saw the letter (laughs) to the editor that was saying exactly that congratulations that was from steve ray as a matter of fact to the Times Free Press for keeping up with the times and keeping it alive. Right. He didn't really go into any detail, but then I, I know it's got to be a huge demographic challenge. I went yesterday to South Pittsburgh to see Bob and Cheryl uh, Kellerman of Lodge Manufacturing. Love it. This, of course, the podcast coming from the Lodge Cast Iron Studio uh, this morning. What was the line I had earlier? God cooked with cast iron. You should too. Maybe they'll pick that up and run with it. Um, but the three of us are sitting there. We're all of a certain age. And we're like going, but I, I don't know what to do without the paper in the morning. Right. I want to hold it in my hands. I'm tactile. And, you know, and, and, and Ms. Kellerman said, I've never read anything on Kindle. I don't even yeah, know how no. to do that. It's Kindle. Kindle. Uh, whatever. Kindle. Kindle. I, so let me get this straight. So people that have uh, a subscription to the actual paper will now be given an iPad from the paper? That's correct. That's pretty special, actually. Now, the publisher, Walter Hussman, had a paper in Arkansas, and they've already done this, right? How did that rollout work? Well, that's they did it there first. That was the idea. They were going to do it there first and and then bring it here. Uh, Now, the, the difference, maybe... The Arkansas Democrat Gazette is a statewide paper. Mm -hmm. So his delivery cost, you know, to print it and then get it to the four corners was pretty, pretty extensive. Uh, But he's they think I I read where they've kept 70 percent of the people that they had. And the, the idea, you know, is get the cost stable and then build it and keep hiring people as far as i know there is no plan to reduce staff or i mean newsroom staff obviously we're not going to have delivery years and that kind of stuff Uh, we we saw a lot of attrition right sure so i you know i'm in a i don't know enough to say it's great or or what but all i know is i still have a job your gig is safe for right now for right now what are they doing with the printing press itself are they going to keep that and use kind of as a museum sunday paper that's a good question oh sunday paper sure sunday paper but we also print other things here in town right so um i i I asked that question and I, i don't know the answer yet um but we do have other jobs that that they do so it's i don't think it will sit inactive six days a week right. and then they'll flip the switch I think kind of a simplistic it's too ma- tough to keep it going to do that okay simple-minded yeah. question but i mean did you still call it a paper <laughs> i don't know it's like an album <laughs> i'm still calling yeah, it yeah I, 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 I still say album it's still an album to me you know, it always will be album record uh even if it's on a cd right, or you right, know mp3 um well it's just intriguing to me and and as i understand too the ipads they're, they're not going to be giving you a computer that you can use for anything yeah it's, it's an ipad you can use for anything okay they are yeah, it's I, was a tablet. Thinking, I was thinking i was just assuming it would just be you can use this to open up the paper no uh, that would be dumb no well, i mean I, I'm, well, I don't know one thing that i don't know the answer to and i wish i had gotten it today before i came on is 
I think if you subscribe, you get the iPad, and then you can read it that way. I don't think if you're a non-subscriber, you can read the same paper on your phone like you can now. I can't. As a non-subscriber, well, I, I mean, you not. can get you I get ten open. a month or whatever. Well, yeah, something like that. I, and I don't know how that works. If I go to the, if I got on my phone right now and and went to Chattanooga Times Free Press, it would pull up the front page, and I would be able to read the front page. But as soon as I start scanning, right, it you will can't say, "Give me some money." And right. that's what I and you know me. Know <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a no. Yeah, <laughs> but I will change that so because I have to have the paper. So we should all subscribe right now. Yeah. So that we get the iPad. Well, there's there's different levels of of uh, subscriptions to the to the paper. Introductory to just look online sure. through like just scan through today's paper. I pay a few bucks right now on the introductory uh, rate. My understanding, the little I read just from from the TFP was this was for the full at home right. seven day a week uh, uh, delivery digital. So the, the the highest tier price that you guys have, I'm guessing there's got to be some kind of uh, two year minimum or something. Like I mean, yeah, you I can't just know. you can't just get. I can't imagine you they would allow to where you can get a subscription for a month, get your free iPad, and, and scam them out of here. You know, yeah, and, and no, change the billing cycle or something. I do know it's not yours to keep. When when the oh, subscription oh, really? ends, no. Wow. When the subscription ends, we're coming back and getting it. So it's like a library. You're yeah. checking it out as long as you're using yeah, the product. We, you're we, reading the book. We'll shut it off, and we're going to come get it. Huh? Yes. Wow. Okay. This that's a that's talk about a brave new concept. Yeah. I mean that's that's now, that's interesting. Somebody else did ask, what if you live in like Seattle and you subscribe? Are we going to come to Seattle? Are y'all going to come up to, to Lewis Chapel Mountain out to the boondocks and get my, and pry it from my cold, yeah. dead hands? It'll be, you know? it'll be Johnny Vass coming up there to get it, and, and you better give it to him. Uh, just don't send Chris. I, I don't want Chris mad at me. Yeah. Straight razor toad um, woman. Um, so yeah, we're when you subscribe, we're going to bring you an iPad and train you how to use it. All right. Well, and then right. if you unsubscribe, we're going to come get it. One more on this. I don't mean to make you uncomfortable. Mm. This isn't really no, you're the not. I'll answer what I can answer. I, I, the, uh, uh, the cause and effect, this is what I've already discovered just literally from living in the boondocks. Nobody in Sequatchie Valley carries the paper except for Sunday. Nobody. And there are very few places in Soddy Daisy on the other side of the mountain carries anything but the Sunday paper and it, and it bothers me I, I've, I've literally gone to every CVS every Walgreens every convenience store and I know on both sides of my mountain where I can find a newspaper on a daily basis and it has shrunk down to a remarkably small number and I know that there was some issue with carriers yeah. so what came first was it the fact that people were just bailing on the daily paper or was it a carrier centric cause or was this are you guys have you guys already kind of been implementing this focus on sunday idea from the beginning no i can answer it backwards I, no uh, i think it's combination of both i think the uh, carriers became a problem newsprint became expensive and so in order to cut those costs they started looking at areas where we you know have good numbers versus don't have good numbers and if the numbers weren't good we would shrink it down uh, if that, no, I, it's not just Saudi Daisy. I've been complaining about this for probably a year, eating plenty sure. of places in East Ridge. And sure. on my route to where I'm going, I'm trying to find a damn paper. I can't sure. find one. Oh, it's very frustrating. I, 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 I complain. I mean, when I go into a store, I, I literally, we were talking about shelf space earlier. 
I was going to bring up just one. I actually went to Food City, the one nearest me, and I said, would y'all please start carrying her dad's salsa? It's my favorite salsa. And guess what? They did it based on one request. <laughs> and so I thought, hey, what, what the power of the consumer? So, I mean, I, I go in and I, I'll, I'll say, who's the manager of the store? Would y'all please carry the damn paper? Yeah. I mean, don't you want educated people coming in your store? Maybe you don't. Maybe you want them to be <laughs> stupid. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, well, man, thank you for just at least addressing it. I, sure. I hate to see it go. I'll be interested to see how this whole thing works. Back to the podcast, the What podcast, named after the What stage, the main stage of Bonnaroo. And um, you guys launched it, and it just immediately took off. I think you were all surprised. You and, and your buddy Brad were probably no taken aback at the remarkable popularity of doing something so esoteric. Yeah. And you would think sort of targeted right. and to be able to go year round. But yeah, exactly. As you said, it's been canceled two years in a row. Yeah. What are you talking about? Well, it, the, the, that answer is the answer to why we, we're still doing it. And when it canceled this year, especially, and not just us, there are two other podcasts that I know of about it. And uh, what we found is that the Bonnaroo experience is a communal experience that is nationwide. Brian goes every year. He's in Camp Nut Butter with me. It's my tribe. Uh, it, it's my tribe, too. Yeah. You know, we, uh, I guess when we started it, we thought we had kind of a thing. You know, we didn't really realize that there were thousands of people who had, who had the that same thing. experience. Yeah. And when this thing canceled t uh, two weeks ago, um, People were already traveling. They were already in Nashville or on their way. Uh, there were people in Chattanooga. All these other events sprung up. Yes. Uh, we did mini a, ruse. Mini ruse. Uh, I mean, there were some were big, some were small. We did a podcast that day, that next day, uh, and had people from Indiana that heard about it and came. We was down at the Moxie. Uh, they showed up and just hung out because. You know, they've listened to the podcast. I know my boys in Big Something did one in Nashville. Big Something did with, um, um, oh, Phoebe, was it Phoebe Bridger? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, there were two in the, in the Manchester area. Uh, the council person up there, a guy named Ryan French, reached out to, well, there's a thing called Camp Redaroo. Uh, there was a, they had a beer exchange that started, was it? four years ago brian you remember five six? Uh, at least three or four or five years yeah it's gotten some, pretty big some guy brought a those little plastic kitty pools mm -hmm. put it out and put beer in it said take one leave it's one. like a take a penny leave a huh. penny kind yeah. of thing yeah and uh they were expecting well 1500 people last year this year they were expecting a thousand pontoon brewing brewed two specialty beers just for it for the kiddie pool <laughs> well it's that much for the bigger event, that's that much they bigger. were going to have a band spicy pie was going to sponsor it well when it got canceled ryan french the council person reached out to one of the redaroo guys and said what can we do within 24 hours they had set up a mini festival called the other fest mm -hmm. uh, um at two of the bars up there had reached out to andy frasco and several other bands who said 
we don't have anything booked that i mean you know well, you know I, that's what I, I kept telling people who were disappointed i said go to nashville get a room and start looking around because half the bands were yeah. already in town and they're gonna play if you give them an opportunity yeah. you know harvest fest down in lafayette uh, down at cherokee farms got blown out by hurricane ike all the bands were there and the people who had showed up the next day it was sunny just like it was after yeah. this you know huge frontal passage and as many bands as were there just sat around the campfires and played and they called it cancel fest yeah and if you were there that's a bragging right it yeah really is. and it was a lot of fun so you know rather than turn around and go home people just made the best of it and it's uh it's really cool to see brian and i talked last uh podcast we were just talking about the the rules on cancellation have changed dramatically since last year because of covid and where I was, you know, going to go to the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival this year, we, me and Rebecca got tickets. They canceled at 61 days. At 60 days, they would have had to pay the bands 50% right. of what they owed them. At 61 days, they only had to pay 20%. So there's a reason for that timing. People say, wow, that was awfully early to make that call. But at Bonnaroo's case, that that boat had sailed that opportunity was done and so the only option they had they couldn't do a, a shrunk down version of bonnaroo because then they wouldn't be able to apply for the catastrophic it was god's right. fault insurance force majeure yeah um yeah the covid was out they couldn't cancel for that the rain actually helped them and i also understand that force majeure rules have been rewritten so that now some of the bands and the vendors are even on the hook for some of the money so wow uh yeah it's a it's an entirely different universe uh as far as that goes um but and i i think brian you've seen the same pictures i have they needed to cancel they that really thing. did it would have oh been no horrible. Yeah. no that's, yeah. that's, it was a swamp that's I mean, the difference I mean, I, we've all been there on dry yeah. dried weekends yeah. oh, right and you get dust storms you got to deal with it i mean it this is not for the faint of heart this is a camping festival that requires some stamina and some endurance if it's muddy you have lakes and they don't drain readily where where yeah. the, the property down at coolidge park runs right off into the river on the farm they're bowls they're bowls yeah and then you got with 80, clay bottoms and you got eighty thousand people walking through it yeah and if you've ever seen a mud puddle with with car tires or yes. people it gets bigger and bigger and bigger That's and right. pretty soon and then you remember it was a cow pasture because <laughs> <laughs> there's another yeah. layer that comes into play yeah, which right. is the odor of uh, right. you know 14 feet under so you know. they i think you know they canceled on tuesday and i heard on thursday they had like 90 cars of the vendors and volunteers that were stuck axle deep Wow. that they were still trying to get were you out. already up there no no fortunately that's the other thing that that's the other thing that i've learned from this podcast is we're an hour away right. so in my mind it's you know Back i i hadn't even bought groceries oh my gosh we did no i would something in the back of my mind i we was going to wait till wednesday right but i talked to several people who were they were driving from des moines mm-hmm. minneapolis and Halfway. they were meeting people from los angeles denver new york yeah and they were already eight hours into their drive i know it yeah people coming from seattle meeting people in denver right. going to meet somebody else in st louis mm-hmm. finally roll into nashville right. then make their way to manchester there i mean there were legit reasons to be mad it's just i'm not sure who to you know who to be mad at um 
Bon, I know Brian's talked about it on his podcast. They did not do the usual job of communicating this year, and I don't know why. Um, I just the uncertainty of everything in all the entertainment industry right, right now, and yeah, trying making changes just for changes' sake, making changes because they already they wanted to make changes they just didn't have a good reason to do it maybe and this was a and i think there was just a lot of confusion all the way around right. and they have to be. so there's a lot of frustration but i don't i'm, I'm not i've never been mad at all at anybody but frustrated for sure well, well like, it's brian and I like are, a mom moms have to worry for kids because kids don't worry the target demographic for a music festival they don't really care about COVID as much as I do. Yeah. Well, no, you know, they're 25-year-olds. Yeah, they're, in, they're indestructible. There's that. The other you thing, have to worry for them. And Brian and I have laughed about this because he and I are similar in this. Until I'm on site unloading my truck and pop that first beer, I'm a nervous wreck because I'm always convinced <laughs> something is going to You know, they don't have my name. They don't have a ticket. Right. We're all like that. It's yeah. going to rain or yeah. whatever. And then once I'm there, everything that I've worried about is always better than I thought it was going to oh, be. Oh, yeah. You Every time. Pimp. So it goes, anything that goes wrong, just blame Jen. Yeah. Uh, he does. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, we've heard all the rumors before that they've changed this. They're done it. You know, it's going to be horrible. And then we get there, and it's, you know, the best. So there. if I tune into the podcast today, are we still talking about the politics of cancellation? Or are we talking we about, about the greatest Bonnaroo ever back in 2004 well, or whatever? So we did a show right after that kind of talked about that. And then last week, and this was strange, I was actually on the phone at 4.30 with a guy from Los Angeles setting up an interview on site at Bonnaroo for Mastodon. I love Mastodon. We and had them at Riverbend years My ago. phone pinged, and it was Brad and Taco from the show, the podcast, who said, there it is, it's canceled. The guy in Los Angeles didn't know. He still sent me the email 20 minutes later saying, you know, we'll see the band. Point being, consequence then, uh, we had wanted to talk to Sylvan Esso, and uh, they set that up. So this week's show, which is current, that started Wednesday is an interview with Amelia and Nick from Sylvan Esso. They were going to do the Super Jam. Fantastic, Ben. Yeah, I was looking uh, forward terrific. to the Super Jam. So, so it's a little bit about what they were going to do, which was a really cool interview because they were going to do have all their guests. The Super Jam is where different people from different acts get together. Mm-hmm. She wanted to do like a wedding favorite wedding song thing so all these people were going <laughs> to sing their favorite way i know wind beneath my wings uh, well that was going to be weird to see <laughs> but then we talked about you know what else they're going to do um so trying to set up some other bands and interviews for other festivals and just we don't know man to be honest with you we because we got we got nine more months to talk about an event that doesn't happen Oh man, I can I can just hear Lizzo right now. Longer than there have been fishes in the ocean. That would have been a terrible idea. Send her to me. You next know time. what though? It's funny. I think you and I were in the same boat when they announced um, Lionel Richie. Yeah, I thought that was the worst announcement act ever in the history of Bonner and it sure. turns out people absolutely loved it. Loved it. Loved it. And uh, I told my friend, I said he's a wedding singer. Yeah, he's the world's best. Yeah, wedding singer. Yes, yes, yes. yes. No, no, yeah. no. It's, it's, People loved it. Some sometimes it's those that that will surprise you. Yeah. I, I, to, to jump over to our own, you know, city festival for so long, Riverbend. 
I never quit giving them hell for booking KC yeah, and the Sunshine Band. It's a good example. I, I used that as the, that was that was the Freddy Krueger of band booking as far as I was concerned. And it loomed over everybody that was responsible. I gave them so much hell until the night of the show when I was down there dancing my buns yes. off to KC and the Sunshine They're Band. Great. I went, okay, I was wrong. I was wrong. Well, the other one like that is Salt and Pepper. Yeah, you remember that Salt show? Yeah. Yeah. They did twenty minutes of actual performance, and I sang and like <laughs> every, every single it was song. The best twenty minutes. What a man! What a man! What a man! Yeah, when you got people like me singing that, that's it's kind of an it odd was atmosphere. So much fun, but so, it's like that was awful. The the but the the what podcast? I would say without a doubt here in town one of the if not the most successful podcast brian's does very very well stone on air you got uh, between the the breaks during uh, the break during the, during the breaks Quinn Powell. during yeah. the breaks uh, podcast and day fire dawson wheelers those are the four that immediately come to mind yeah now i'm doing one on monday uh with a gentleman named luke uh luke swab and it's called chattanooga people Chattanooga people. Mm-hmm. Now this is is new it Chattanooga to people or people of Chattanooga? People of Chattanooga, yeah. either one. Unfamiliar to me, but I just want to let you know, of course, what we're doing here certainly isn't meant to be any kind of competition, not to your podcast. We want you guys all on our side, yes. and we will continue to promote this new medium. It's still a new medium. Out of curiosity, maybe should do it off the uh, the recording, but I'll go ahead and do it against my maybe better judgment. Did that? Did that group of people reach out to you? Or did you reach out to them? Consequence? No, I'm sorry, Barry. I'm oh. looking at Barry, but I'm talking to oh, Jeff. Sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, the the people of Chattanooga, because I'm just—they reached out to me. They did reach out. To yes. You. Okay. No, I've been, I've been just a little curious as their to their selection and their process. Oh, you don't think of, I'm worth it? Oh, no, I think you're very right. much worth it. You <laughs> he's sitting right here. I think you should have been on the day. Well, I'm going to give him I'm a fat lip, in that key and peel skin. I'm sitting right here. I can hear everything you're saying. Exact opposite. I think you should have been on the damn show a year ago. Is my point. That's actually, all. actually, that's all. it's this. It's this podcast that made him interested. Okay. So it's our goal. To, to, and they didn't call me. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. It's, it's our goal. We'll to get make, you on the list. I'm a person in Chattanooga. <laughs> I don't. We're, we're Sorry, that's it. We're certainly not a competition to the paper I'll either. Be your we are pimp going too, after Brian. the throats of radio and TV, yeah, though, yeah, yeah. as, as, as much as we can. It. So we, we got that in common, possibly. Well, it, it, just plug, plug yourself, plug what you guys do, tell them how to find it, what to do. We're on all formats. Uh, you consequence.net, you know, you go under podcasts. We're one of their 10. Uh, they push out uh, things every week and uh, promote it, but you can find it on uh, iHeart, Apple, anywhere else you can find one. Uh, we do occasionally YouTube. We're still struggling with that, as you guys are. It's uh, I, I, why somebody would want to watch a Zoom meeting of us talking is weird to me. But look no, at where lots, you're sitting. Lots of people do it. I know. I you know the video you aspect of what we're doing here is it befuddles me. But I know for it's a fact a that when we deal. were doing our morning show on the air, we had as many, if not more, people watching it on facebook as we did listening to the terrestrial signal yeah. so it's i wasn't made for these times i'm just trying to catch up is consequence music related entertainment only, it's entertainment okay. it 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 wants to be the online version of what rolling stone was okay. for all of us yeah I mean, it's everything it's movies entertainment music okay. can i ask you bluntly what you think of this concept the the show the chattanooga I, drive-in show I, i'm i'm listening 
I I miss you guys on the radio. Thank you, you messed up my morning. <laughs> I'm not happy Music about to my it. ears. People being miserable without us. I'm not happy. I would you listen. Send him the pilot. Yeah, yeah, yeah I listened. Uh, yeah, I like it. It's. I mean, I'm here. There I'm you go. all in. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Barry Quarter Times Free Press Watt Podcast. Thank you, Brian, for pushing all the buttons and knobs over there. Thank you, Jen, for doing all the stuff you do. Thanks to Russell and Dave Hooker. See you guys tomorrow.